This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up? Real MVPs, Ricky Woodmer here, along with Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And you might be wondering yourself, guys, it's a fast break. Why am I seeing a... Ricky on the left side of the table, right? It was the left side? Yeah, left Correct. side of the table. And where the hell is Sean Anderson? Well, funny story about that is we were like, oh, we're going to record on Saturday because that works for Sean. Yep. But neither of us booked the studio space. Yeah. Um, so we had to wait. And then Sean's like, oh, well, I got to go to work. So you get Dave and myself for today. Dave gets a whole table to himself. Dave does Loving get a the whole space. table. But how do you help us so this doesn't happen again? Patreon.com backslash Mosville Podcast. We're trying to get our own studio as we're not in our official own studio. We share it. Um, so go over to Patreon. We got some new uh, memberships, bronze, silver, and gold for you guys to help contribute and get us our own studio so that we don't have a miss up and then Sean never misses a fast break again. So go check out Patreon. But Dave, we got a jam-packed show. We're going to have Wet Boys, of course. Only two more left for the regular season. Yep. Two more regular season, then we go into playoff Wet Boys. But then we're going to be talking the Bucks, the I almost said Buccaneers, the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. What would a championship mean to them and then kind of sprinkle out into the other playoff teams? We're going to look at Kobe White from North Carolina. Could he be a top 10 pick? And then we're going to end the podcast looking at the Knickerbockers and the best fits for the Knicks in this upcoming draft. But let's start everything off looking at these Milwaukee Bucks. And before we get into the main topic of what a title means for them, first they got to get there. And for me, the thing, I agree with you. You texted the group chat this Did the I? other night. Oh, Just I know where you give going. me a 76er buck game. Like, give me that no, series, series. Seven games of it. Yeah. I don't want to sweep. I don't want five. Give me seven games of Embiid versus Giannis in the playoffs. Yeah, no, that was an intense matchup, and I love the way they go at each other. It's just, it, it's something special every time, and they put up ridiculous mm-hmm. numbers when they do that. Well, like, there was an exchange I saw where it was Scott hits a three, Giannis comes down right away and is like, no, bro, and slam dunks it, and then Embiid comes back and goes, hey, I can hit a three, too, in your face. Yeah, I mean, and it, it was, was, it was insane. Just, and this is not the first time we've seen that. These no. two teams have played well. But before we talk about what it means to them, could the Bucks realistically win a championship? And this is something where ESPN, of course, they're talking about it. Yep. I don't agree, but could the Bucks challenge the Warriors if they met in the finals? Let's say they get past the Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Sorry, Jake. Could the Bucks play spoiler to the Warriors in the finals, which then leads us to the question of what it would mean to them. If they're fully healthy going in to that finals matchup, I would give them a bold 10% chance to win the finals. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's 0%. I think it would be a very interesting matchup. So you're saying there's a chance. I I absolutely (laughs) am. I don't think that you should count this team out. Mm -hmm. Giannis... Elevates the entire team. They've got great shooting. If Malcolm Brogdon's back and healthy, he is a lights out shooter. Part of that 50, 40, 90 club. Mm-hmm. Very exclusive club. Uh, Chris Mid's great. And in the playoffs last year, if he can deliver on the same level, oh, they are a dangerous team. So I'm thinking that this team, 10% chance they could do it. So I'm not counting them out. 
Not counting them out. I refuse to. Yeah, with me, I don't have an exact like percentage like you I do. I just ballparked up top of my I head, mean, man. Just be bold. With me, it's one of those things where I know the Golden State Warriors. They, yeah. They're like that student all year that's like, you know what? I'm smart enough to slack throughout the year. And it's like you, you get closer to the end of the semester and it's like, all right, I, I fucking guess I'll turn on my gear. And then, boom, aces the class. And you're like. What? You did, like, no work all year. How did you ace it? And he's yep. just like, deuces, guys. Have a good summer. Wow. As he walks out of the room. Um, that's what the Warriors are. Yeah. Come playoff time, they hit a gear, and it's like, oh, the season started now? Yeah. Like, oh, our season started. Literally, Steph Curry last night was just like, uh, so I guess I should start shooting threes again, right? And wearing contacts. Yeah. Like, it's how a his blurry. shot has improved just by wearing contacts, and he was still shooting ridiculously without contacts yeah. in his eyes. He's just silly. He's just silly. He's so good at silly. It's just it's one of those things where I can't pick against the Warriors. Yeah, a healthy until Warriors I see team is it disgusting. Happen. Until I see the Rockets or the Bucks or somebody beat them, yep. I cannot pick against them. But let's say the Bucks do win. And Confetti's running down and Giannis is holding the O'Brien trophy. Mm-hmm. What does it mean for the Bucks to win the NBA title? Oh, it's everything. It, it, it is everything for well, them. It's everything for every team. It's, that's sort of true. <laughs> is it everything for the Warriors, or is it like uh, another parade, another couple gallons I mean, of Hennessy? You might have some of those fans, but like I, with me, the true fans, like you're gonna love every championship you get. Yeah, like true. I cherished all the three I got to witness, and then even the six. I'm still gonna count the six because I was live during them that the Bulls got. <laughs> Very controversial take there. Um, no, I think it it cements Giannis as a potentially mm-hmm. like we we've always been flowing the is he like the fourth best player? Is he the fifth, sixth? He he cements himself as one of the best players and the next guy to basically come at that throne. It's LeBron James mm-hmm. followed by Kevin Durant followed by Steph Curry and everybody else. Mm-hmm. James Harden's right there with well, him. Like it, it puts him above James Harden if he wins. Yeah. Because he, he like, would have done the thing that James couldn't. Because James is a guy where we have said, Unless, hey, ever since you've done, like, you can't, yeah. you haven't won a championship. Yep. Like, it puts him ahead of him. It puts him up for sure ahead of, like, Russ and Paul George. Paul George. Yep. To where it puts him in that group with, like, Durant, yeah. Curry, Because right now, right now we're basically, tearing him in the same room as mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, basically, yeah. right? And Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Like, they're in that, like, you guys are unique. You're mm-hmm. amazingly talented. Great for your teams. You're definitely the driving force behind the wins. But you haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. And if he wins that, he's definitely right there. Basically, it's like, welcome to the Champions Club. Yep. You he's, get he's, to come to the VIP area, Giannis. Yep. He's right at the top again, which mm-hmm. is amazing. It also, I think, cements the fact that, like, there is... I, I think that he could actually pull back and make sure that this team stays together. Because mm-hmm. the offseason topic is basically, is Chris Mid going to resign for how much money with them? Mm-hmm. Is he going to take a team-friendly deal or not? Nico, or same he question. Get paid, like Max or close to from another yeah. team. I mean, it's it's tempting because between Chris Mid and Malcolm Brogdon mm-hmm. both being up this year, like you gotta wonder. You gotta wonder. Brogdon's an RFA though, so you got the control. Mm-hmm. I I think that both those guys deserve a lot of money, but if they can't keep those two guys, it, it could get interesting. But I think that them winning would mean that they would want to stay. See, because why would you want to leave the championship team? Of co- well, I mean, there are times where players have left you after think, championships, but I don't think Chris Mid yeah. leaves after a championship, especially if a team like Milwaukee wins that championship. Especially like with Giannis, where we've heard yep. him say like, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna win with this team." Um, and we've of course, already, what was it, two years ago? Mm-hmm. We talked about, like, hey, if this team can't turn around, Giannis should for sure 
get out of town. Well, it seems like this team this year was like, hey, we're going to get you a coach. Turns out that's a big that deal. That can actually help you out. And yeah. it's helped them with having Bud be in their coach. But yep. I think that the interesting thing about the Bucks for sure, mm-hmm. and really I'm going to say this about any of the Eastern Conference teams. Sure. If any of the East teams, Bucks, Raptors, Sixers, Celtics, Pacers, if they win the finals, mm-hmm. I think it means a lot for the NBA. Parody? Because, well, not just parody, but I think it will affect free agency in a way. Because not saying that if Kevin Durant has his mindset on the Knicks, yep. he's going to come to the Knicks. Sure. But it kind of changes the narrative of, like, let's say the Bucks win the finals. Hey, it's not going to be an easy ride. You can't LeBron it over here mm. and come back and come over to the East and expect it to be an easy ride to the finals. It's true. Like LeBron had this conference on lockdown for so many years. It was never an easy ride for LeBron to the finals. Like there, mm-hmm. there were hard fought series, serieses. Series I? Yeah. Siri? Yeah, I'm not sure what the plural <laughs> series is, but it is. Multiple series. Multiple series. I mean, there was, it was tough. Whether mm-hmm. it's the Raptors, you looked at them every time. Uh, the Pacers put up multiple good series. Those four-game sweeps against the Raptors, man. They Those didn't always four-game sweep them. <laughs> the ba- they got the baby dinosaur connotation for a reason, though. I understand, <laughs> but you got to remember, LeBron did, has been doing that for mm-hmm. seven, eight years now. Yeah. Like, there have been good series mm-hmm. in there. Um, point being, I agree with you. I think that the, the East is not a pushover. I think people were underrating the level of difficulty of beating the Raptors with Kawhi. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the Celtics are finally starting to click on multiple gears. 76ers is looking like they're building their own mini super team. Like, there's definitely a lot to love about the East right now. Mm-hmm. So if KD comes over and does decide to go to New York, uh, the Knicks specifically and not the Brooklyn Nuts, which I think would be dope. <laughs> uh, but if he does go to the Knicks and, you know, can do something, like, it's not a guarantee anymore. It's mm-hmm. not a, like... All right, man, you signed. Welcome to the you know, Eastern Conference playoffs, and here's your road to the championship again. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to have to see if Giannis can take this team to that level. That sets a new standard because yeah. it's like, well, it, it could change the face of the Raptors. It could change the Celtics offseason. Like, them winning changes the face of the Eastern Conference entirely because teams have to react differently because mm-hmm. you now need to draft around. Can you get someone who can defend Giannis? Who can, who can shut limit them down? Giannis, because yeah. you're not going to contain. I said defend. Him. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just throwing out there. Like, if people are saying stop Giannis, no, it's limit Giannis. I chose my word correctly. I know. I'm just talking to the masses, Dave. Fair go enough. Ahead. <laughs> Fair enough. And you also have to go against their system, three point shooting all around, being able to space the floor, especially mm-hmm. from that center position. Brooke Lopez, probably one of the biggest keys to success for this team, has been him being able to knock down threes. Big splash mountain out there you got to love that contribution. So it changes the way teams go into the draft. It changes free agency. I'm absolutely with you. There are repercussions that would go just waves through that Eastern Conference. And we've always looked at the West being so tough and so close. And it's like, yeah, the East might not always be so tough. There might be some teams in the middle there who you're like, you're not quite there yet, but they're not pushovers by any Mm -hmm. means. And the thing that I'm looking at too is, do you know the last time the Buccaneers, or not the Buccaneers, the Gotcha, Bucks, say it on the show. Make it out of the first round. When was the last time the Bucks made it out of the first round, Dave? Do you remember? I'm it gonna... was during our lifetime. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? It wasn't the Michael Red days, was it? 2001. The 2001 playoffs. Mm. Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember if that was the Michael Red days. Um, but that was the year they finished second overall in the East. They finished first in the Central. Yep. They beat the Magic 3-1. to one. They beat the Hornets in seven. 
and then they lost to the Sixers in seven. I believe I believe that was. I believe that was the AI step back. 2000, playoffs. 2001 was his first year. Yeah. He didn't really contribute that year. Mm-hmm. So Ray Allen, I believe, was still on that Bucks team. Because mm. um, that Sixers series, now that I'm saying it out loud, yep. I think back to SB Nation did a step back. Um, uh, rewind, and they talked about that series. So that's why I think that that's the same series that the step back then happened, or the step over, you can say, yeah. happened in that finals. But like ever since then, this has been a team that if they make the playoffs, mm-hmm. they're getting bounced in the first round, especially the last two years. They get bounced by the Raptors in six, and then last year's series against the Celtics, where it's like you couldn't even beat a Gordon Hayward and Kyrie oh, list team. Oh, get out of here No, no, I'm that. just saying, like, there are many teams or many people going into the playoffs that are like, hey, this might be a good thing for the box. They get a Celtics team depleted that Celtics is team. very depleted. They're very rookie-let. Like, this is an inexperienced team. They have a head coach that isn't really used to this kind of a situation, and then the Celtics go on their run. Really, yeah. what, one bad game? Away from going to the NBA Finals and stopping. I mean, they took LeBron. They took streak. LeBron James to seven mm-hmm. and basically just missed on yep. beating him. I mean, it was mm-hmm. literally like a shot miss away from beating yeah. him. So mm-hmm. I don't think you can really. I don't want you to change history here no, no, and say I'm, like I'm they saying, lost to a team that had no right being there. I'm not saying that, that team definitely deserved it. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that they were a team coming into the playoffs mm-hmm. that. I don't want to say no one respected. a lot no of question marks and a lot to prove. But yeah, they had a lot they of question marks. They still won marks. like 50-something games. No, I know, but it's like... With, I know! If no. you're going to pick a playoff series going into last year, it, it'd be fun if I actually could go you, back you and see yeah. that. Yeah. I would be funny to see how many of us, you, me, and Sean, picked the Bucks or the Celtics last year. But my point is, just the Bucks getting out of the first round yeah. is going to mean dividends to this team to where it's like now if they get to the second round and get bounced i could see people going well all right at least we got out of the first round but if they get to the finals and win the finals yep like that kind of just overcoming adversity and the thing i wonder with them is do they have to suffer anymore because we talk about championship teams where the best ones it's like hey Look at how much this team needed to suffer. They were getting to, like, Jordan with the Bulls. It was in the 80s of running into the Pistons and basically yeah, losing to the Pistons. Until they could get the right guys, the right supporting cast. Until they got past them. And then they kind of took off from there. Where You get Scottie Pippen, Tony Kukoc. You know, are, the, yeah. are the Bucks there yet? Or are the Bucks a, hey, they got to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, struggle, no. and lose there before they get to the Finals? Or is this going to be a Bucks team that kind of overpasses that and just goes to the Finals? Everybody's got a unique way of getting to the finals. I don't think you can mm-hmm. characterize them as all having to struggle like that because you look at teams who've had those, you know, one-year success runs mm-hmm. where they're just boom, they're there, they're red hot, right time, right place. Other teams like the Oklahoma City Thunder, where it's like, yeah, no, they they made it all the way to the finals, and guess what? They lost those, and then guess what? They mm-hmm. lost in the conference finals, and then they lost in the round prior, and then they lost in the first round. Like, there's just. There's no direct, you know, here's the map how to be successful in the NBA and win your championship. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's a, a thing saying that they have to lose in the f- fucking Eastern Conference Finals or anything or even make it to the second round. It's just mm-hmm. I think they have the talent on board. I think they've got the right team makeup. They've got the right pieces around Giannis to support him right now. And they've got the right head coach. They they have no no excuses to not make it out of the East right now. They've got the best record in basketball. 
they've beaten down teams in the uh, throughout the entire season. It's just there's no excuse. I'm just going. There's no excuse for them to not win the Eastern Conference outright. Mm-hmm. But do am I saying that they're going to do that? I don't even know because telling you, there's there's other teams that are hot on their tail. Mm-hmm. How about the? Raptors. We'll move away from the Bucks a little bit, kind of go a little rapid sure. fire into how about the Raptors who are just below them? What would it mean for them to win a title this year? You hope that means Kawhi staying long term. Mm-hmm. You hope that that is and the it means you made all the right moves by getting rid of Dwayne Casey, getting rid of DeRozan. That is, that is the gamble paid off at epic levels mm-hmm. because moving away from DeMar DeRozan is one of those moves. It's like I understand from a business standpoint, but on a personal level. Y'all are just mean. Like that's mm-hmm. cold. That that's Isaiah Thomas. You know, with the death in the family, and then just passing him off as, as damaged goods. Like that's that's really low. Mm-hmm. That that's really low with the amount of support Demar Derozan had for the city. Yeah, he was all in, and it's just wow. But on the same time, mm-hmm. you turn that into Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, and you take it to a championship. Goddamn, with with a brand new head coach. It, yeah, you basically would cement Kawhi's going to stay, mm-hmm. and then you wonder, how do we rebuild this next year? How do we bring it back? Because Pascal Siakam is a rising star. Serge Ibaka played probably one of his best years in in his career, mm-hmm. and you've got still some bench depth out there. So I look at that team and go, the biggest thing is just Kawhi. If you can, if you win a championship, you hope that means Kawhi stays. And you keep on, you keep this truck rolling forward because Lowry's, you know, hitting that end of his prime at this point. Mm-hmm. I know he's a, a solid contributor and just had a, a quiet scoring year, but he's been excellent in the role that he's kind of carved out as being a veteran leader on that team, yeah. excellent facilitator, and he just kind of knows when he needs to step up. What does it mean for Marcus though? Because like you're talking Ooh, yeah. Kawhi. Does Marcus stay too? So we go from Paul Gasol's team to Marcus Gasol's team. Mm-hmm. That's what you did there. Exactly. I mean, because with me, I'm thinking if Kawhi stays, he's getting the max. Obviously, he's Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, he's getting the max no matter where he How goes. much money is, if they win a championship, mm-hmm. how much money is Mark going to want? Is Mark going <sighs> to want close to max? Is it because of his Mark age? Mark is not worth he's max. G- I know. But is he going to want less? Is he going to take less? Let's say the Raptors go, hey, we want you back, but this is where we see your value. Yeah. Is Mark basically going to then at that point, if they win a championship, kind of give him a discount because of the championship and, hey, maybe we can do it again? I mean, Mark's got that player out for 25-5. So you're saying maybe if they win, he just takes the player out? I mean— I don't think anyone in the league is going to pay Marcus all twenty five and a half million dollars. True. At age thirty, mm-hmm. what is he? Thirty one, thirty two, thirty three. I should really know how old he is before I say things out loud. <laughs> uh, he's thirty four. Yeah. I knew he was old. I just had to keep counting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I. No one else is going to pay him that much money. He's taking that player up unless he wants to be a team player, mm-hmm. which I think that he should take his last year. He earned that contract. Yeah. Uh, salaries be damned. I'm sorry. Like. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to make a work around him because they've got Pascal and Serge locked up on contract. OG's under contract on his rookie deal. Same thing as Pascal, so you're solid there. Danny Green's the only guy who I would really be concerned about losing because you got Lowry next year, you got Fred next year, mm-hmm. Norman Powell's coming back. Honestly, that seems like it's stacked to go right back. Mm-hmm. It, the, the, the big question is if you can get that Kawhi Leonard Max and you just do it all over again. You're setting yourself up. Because you you're, you put yourself in such a great situation, so you got to admire like 
drafting front office. Mm-hmm. This is a team that's kind of nailed it from the get go. They've just not been good enough. Yeah, They're that B plus team. Yeah, that, that B you love plus to say. player. Um, and they've always like, let's be honest, the past what was it two years mm-hmm. running into the LeBron buzzsaw. True, you don't have to run into that buzzsaw this year. However, what buzzsaw is that going to be? Because right now, if the playoffs kind of lock down like they mm-hmm. are. There's a good chance we could get a Raptor Sixers second round matchup. Yeah, but come on, so it's like great. A I go up against Canada, Ben Simmons, and Jimmy Butler. Think about a championship to Canada. Yeah, the NBA is an association. Their champions are. In Canada. If I'm not mistaken, it would be their first. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not aware yeah. of any I, mystery championships since the Raptors started being a team. Yeah, and I, I mean, know the Grizzlies didn't win one when they were in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, it would Canada's be the, first championship, which. Think about the expansion of mm-hmm. growth from Canada. The young players that we're seeing, we've had a surge of Canadian players hit the NBA, and it's it's going to get even bigger. Like I think that's mm-hmm. awesome for the game. It's awesome for the NBA. They're probably not going to be super thrilled about it because Toronto isn't a big market as far as like it's not Boston, it's not mm-hmm. LA, it's not New York. Yeah. But at the same time, you got to just think that like that open that event would open so many more doors mm-hmm. for kids in Canada. What about, I'm going to throw out the next two, package them together. Sure. Sixers and Celtics, because they're kind of, to me, in a similar-ish vein to the Raptors, where Mm -hmm. both of them have free agents to deal about. If the Celtics win, does that mean Kyrie stays? If the Sixers win, does that mean Jimmy's staying? Because Jimmy likes that, and Jimmy wants to win more of those. Um, Also, at the 76ers, Brett Brown. He's not getting fired if he wins a championship. Like for yeah, me, no, yes, he would not get fired if he wins the championship. Like, yes, they are different. Where like where the teams are, like the Sixers, if they won, to me it would solidify the Embiid Ben Simmons era of like yes, this team is going to be a dynasty years forward. The only question is then could Jim? Well, will Jimmy stay? And how is that going to work together? Whereas the Celtics, it's mainly just a hey, we knew this team was good. We had an off year this year. But now if we want it this year, does Kyrie automatically re-up let's, with the Seas? Let's start with the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Because if they can win with a Ben Simmons who can't shoot, think how scary this team could be if mm-hmm. he continues to develop his game. If he just starts shooting. If he learns to arc. shoot, you yeah. know, shit outside of four feet. <laughs> like that that's scary. Mm-hmm. When you have a player that young, multiple players that young, mm-hmm. between he and Joel Embiid, coming in the league, instant impact. And having success that early in their careers, that sets up a long time of fucking problems for the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. I do think that if Jimmy wins a championship here, I'm on I'm on a fifty fifty saying would he stay, would he go? Because I don't know what kind of contract they would give him. Because you're thinking he'd want he, the money because teams he would deserves be like, a max. hey, you know what? But we'll give you time, a max to win us a championship. Well, the thing is, at the same time, he's also the guy who's accepted mm-hmm. the step down as a yeah. role player. He's a all, he's an all star. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. He's an all-star role player, though, Yeah. basically at this point, because he is taking what we've seen out of them is they're using him as a fourth-quarter closer, mm-hmm. but throughout the majority of the game, he is a lockdown defender. He's yeah. engaged. He is aggressive. He is you know, a voice of leadership on that team, of been there in the playoffs, done that in the playoffs. I know what it takes to get you know at least to the show. Obviously, he hasn't won a championship, but the Bulls in the first rounds, he's been fighting for years. Mm-hmm. So you love that out of him. I just think that if he gets a championship 
it kind of goes to his head. It might go to his head. It might go to his head. I, that that's my only concern. Dave's like Toby. I, I, Dave's like I wanted to say it without saying. It. Yeah, I don't want to say it. But it's not a bad thing. It's just mm-hmm. I could see it going to his head, and he could be like, "I will come to your team and help you well, win a championship." Because like he could go full like prime time on yeah. us and be like, "Oh, the 49ers, you want to win again? Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, Dallas Cowboys, you'd like to go to the Super Basically, Bowl? Yeah, I can do that." And that's the that would be, that's that the would be scary awesome. thing. Like what could happen with Jimmy because Jimmy never got there. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy never. Jimmy never tasted. That. Jimmy was a JUCO kid. Yeah, Jimmy was a JUCO. Jimmy worked up. Jimmy wants a taste of that. That's insane. Gotta love those Seinfeld. References. I know. But I mean, Toby. Like, Toby's the other guy. Is like I think he could sign for a decent rate. I don't think he's gonna get a max. JJ Reddick too. I think you bring like, him back. How much? JJ. I hope takes a discount like, and comes back. He, could just, he is perfect. If they win a championship, for sure he's taking a discount. Yeah. coming back. He he is perfect for this team. He's everything they need. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would if I'm them. I'm looking at Toby and I'm looking at JJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy would be amazing to bring back. Yeah. He's a he's a leader and he is definitely a, a great vet to have around these guys and keep pushing them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's the guy who I think is also most expendable mm-hmm. on that roster. I think, but as also, a city, huge. The process, the process is complete. It's yeah. It, I mean, like a lot of people are saying, like the process has like been a success already. Yeah. No. So if you can take that to a championship. And just be like, game over. Process Adam Silver, die happy. Adam Silver is just like, ah, oh, fuck. Like that's you have to understand that could he's we, been. Could we then get a Sam Hinkie Executive of the Year award made? No, <laughs> he will never acknowledge it. Is he at the parade? Sam Hinkie would be at the parade. Okay, a hundred percent. You can't ban that man from that city. Joel Embiid, arm around him. Like, he he thank could be you. on the float. He could be on the float. <laughs> but that would be amazing. That team, Jake would be there. I know. <laughs> I, I'm shit. I would love Jake to would see be that. loving it. John would hate it. Yeah. Uh, Bill would hate it. Um, Look, I get it. Tanking's the, not you know something sexy. Mm-hmm. It, it is openly admitting that you're going to put out an inferior product because there's a way to game the system. But you could be like the Mavs and do extra level well, advanced tanking. There is that. <laughs> but at the same time, you have to respect the fact that they play within the rules mm-hmm. and they've got amazingly lucky with their draft picks, um, even with the injuries concerned. Like. Mm-hmm. They've done a great job. Even with Mark Fultz being a complete whiff, they're yeah. still going to fucking win a championship. It's insane. That's why I can't wait so, for... Philly, Philly win a championship, I, I mean, the, the league would lose its mind. Yeah. Uh, the city would be awesome. And the team, you know, it's no guarantees that they, they could bring mm-hmm. everyone back. But at the same time, I could see a player like J.J. Redick being a team-friendly deal. Worst case scenario for the league. We get to May 14th. Mm-hmm. Everything stays chalk. And then the Sixers win the title. Yeah. Because then basically it says, ha, tanking works, we can win a title. And these new percentages didn't work. Let's change them. Well. Again. <laughs> no, I mean, the thing is, the new this is year one of new percentages. I know. I'm just being an a-hole with it. Yeah. But, like, it would, that would be no. a worst-case scenario of, like, great, no, nothing Ricky, changed. On top of that, imagine the one the, the percentage chance that the Kings pick translates into a 76ers first overall for Zion Williamson. Oh, my God. That they win a finals and that a first would be pick. the ultimate F you to Adam Silver. Uh, yeah, I could see Adam Silver being like, Nope, put yeah, it back. Nobody saw that. Shut up, Philadelphia. Nobody saw that. Yeah, that's exactly what I could. <laughs> I mean, that you won a championship, but this would happen before the championship, so we wouldn't know. I know that's what I'm saying. I'm just like, oh, that, man. that is truly <sighs> the, the darkest time for the rest of the league. What about the Celtics? I know we mentioned like. The Kyrie, but is that yeah. all that it means, or is it just a hey? No, I think it 
it, this, it directly affects if they go after Anthony Davis. Okay. If they can do it on the backs of having these young wings then out there, they don't there, need to go for Anthony Davis. I don't Davis. think they pull keep the trigger. The picks and then you keep do the what picks, you, want. you keep building, mm-hmm. and you just learn to figure out if Kyrie really, mm-hmm. really thinks that he carried this team. I think that's a stupid thing because well, they Kyrie could win. Wants to be the guy. Well, no, they could win, and Kyrie could still leave if mm-hmm. he doesn't feel like he's the guy on the team when they exactly. win. Exactly, he wants to be the guy. Exactly. So that's why him and LeBron broke up. Well, yeah. I think that that uh, that and his immaturity. Well, yeah, and LeBron too has spoken out and said mm-hmm. he could have managed that more. a little bit better. Right. Yeah, but just think about that: they win a championship, but Gordon Hayward is a starring role. He's the comeback mm-hmm. player, basically coming off that horrific injury. He's been hot late, and if he comes up, or if Jason Tatum fucking usurps mm-hmm. the throne from both of them as, as the you know. Everyone loves joking how young he is, but like as the you know kid basically walking in amazing playoff performances last year, going up against LeBron straight up like awesome. But if he does that, Kyrie could leave. Even mm-hmm. if they win, Kyrie could leave. Because Kyrie be like, would not feel like you know hey, what? This ain't my team. I'm gonna run it back mm-hmm. with Kevin Durant, New York next year. Like it just. <sighs> so that's that's my fear. Is like mm-hmm. they could do everything right, and I Kyrie's so unpredictable that he could still leave. So for the Celtics, it's just hey, you want a championship? Good. Like, be happy you won a well, championship. It, you want a championship. going to solidify and then you're, like, how we're like, Kawhi might stay, Jimmy will stay, Kyrie nah, might still leave. Right, but at the same time, you go, okay, they won a championship, and they could have two, uh, I think, lottery picks mm-hmm. if things roll out correctly yeah. for them, and then they've got another two picks later yeah, in right. that draft. Three lottery, or two lottery Two picks. lottery you're and right. two post-lottery. Mm-hmm. So that's like, they could continue to load up on this young talent, mm-hmm. and I get it, it's not a good year for this, but like... Yeah. It's still you're still gonna get young talent. Or if because the Grizzlies are right there, if there's flips and then oh we push that one to next year. True. Like true, true. that might even be a blessing. That in would be a blessing for, for them. the Celtics. <laughs> I think it really would. Because be. then they wouldn't have to use that this year. How about because like the Pacers just to roll through the East just really boom boom boom. The Pacers, I think the big thing if they did Cinderella, win, not only Cinderella. With Vic being out? Yeah, that's, like that's, that's won, why they're Cinderella. But, they're the most unlikely team to win a championship. But also, and Because I'm not it, it would be on the would, shoulders of Boyan Bogdanovich. Exactly. And I'm not saying that they would get rid of Miles Victor Turner, Oladipo. DeMontis Sabonis. Like, that would be insane. But I could see if they win a championship this year without Vic, mm-hmm. later down the line, let's say Vic gets to the end of his contract, mm-hmm. they could sit there and go, well, you know what? Like, what have you done for us? When you no. were injured, we won a championship. No. Blasphemy. Could be an issue when we get closer to the end of the contract. I don't think they would look to move Vic year one after coming back, but it would be interesting to see them if they make a miracle run. And I'm talking like miracle. The college kids from you know the U.S. taking on the seasoned vets of the USSR. Zero fucking chance. Uh, No, Victor Oladipo. No, just I'm not even going to acknowledge it anymore. I'm just no, no, Ricky, bad. What about the last three in the East before we quickly go over to the West? Pistons, Heat, and right now... Oh, I'm sorry. I looked a little bit too low on my tablet. Magic, Nets, and Pistons yeah. as we sit right now. Put some now. respect on the Magic, the hottest the team heat, in basketball. The Heat and the Hornets could still get in, yep. but right now it's, it's Magic, close. Nets, and Pistons. Magic would be dope. Um, I Zero chance. Boosie Maine. Boosie Maine. Who's their MVP? Everybody? Because they got like 12 starters? All the starters. Mobamba. No, he's hurt. Yeah, but that's getting played at the parade. Oh, days. you're gonna play the Faux song. Show. Yeah, you're gonna play the song. But no, that that it's a team that has a good future in front of them. Finally, mm-hmm. um, I, they're not gonna win this year. I'm just gonna say it. I'm not even gonna. Nope. 
I don't think any of these do, nope. but like if they do, nope. what it means. No. Doesn't... Nets and Pistons, you're not going to. Blake, Blake's a Superman. He's a superhero. Uh, Dwayne Casey, hey, I guess I uh, couldn't get it done because Andre Drummond basically choked <coughs> in their biggest game of the season. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know that they're even going to make the playoffs. And on top of that, if they do make it, he has been abused in certain matchups. He's been taken off the floor. Mm-hmm. Like if he, if he and Blake can put that shit together, I mean, by all means, that'd be amazing for them. But no, then let's move over. It's reality. Let's move uh, over to the West and the Nets. Go ahead, D'Lo, Harris Levert, Spencer Dinwiddie. That'd be awesome. And Jared Allen, like, oh my god, that'd be awesome. It was so cool. Could you imagine if Russ won a ring before LeBron's Lakers? Yeah, I, absolutely. Like D'Angelo, we, D'Angelo Russell winning oh, you a mean ring. D'Angelo, yes. I thought you meant Russ is in Russell no. Westbrook because that's his nickname. Yeah, I know. D-Lo. D'Angelo Russell winning a championship before LeBron's Lakers of like, <sighs> hey, I guess you shouldn't have traded me. I guess I'm on the timeline. Be like, uh, <laughs> so. So glad you got Mozgov off the contracts, right, guys? So you could get the free agent this year. Yeah. Right? That that, that great free agent that you're going to get. Yep. Yep. Wink hey, a little harder. Hey, hey, LeBron, how's Space Jam 2 going? Oh, my God. Who, want, who wants to be in that with I you? still think that was Nobody. one of the dumbest moves ever. Like, I get it. You guys thought you had Paul George in the bag, mm-hmm. but you didn't. You didn't. You're talking about the Lakers as a whole. Yeah. Well, okay. that's, that was the whole thing was whole, they like, moved yeah, off Moscow so that way that they could get mm-hmm. Paul George. And we're not going to trade for Paul George. We'll wait till free agency. Right. Because yeah. why worry? Why mm-hmm. worry about that? That's not. No. Don't worry, Dave. Who Be would happy. turn down the Lakers? Yeah. Who, who would turn down L.A.? And now it now we're now even LeBron talking about people maybe even going to the Clippers instead of yeah. the Lakers. How about in the West, though? Kind of running through. We won't go through. Golden State. Most of them. Well, Golden State is. I I don't want to be mean to Golden State fans, but it's like you've won enough to where it's like just add another on the pile. And I know there's true fans out there that would be yep. excited if their team won, but Golden State it would just be like, yep, another ring for the Golden State Warriors. But same or time, would it cement with if they won, cement Kevin Durant's legacy of could he possibly be in the running then to officially pass LeBron? I think that another ring actually does help him, and it helps Steph Curry. Because it would put them at even. Yeah, but way better at winning percentage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He ain't rocking that three and eight. No, he's not. I mean, that's... Yeah, no, I think the Kevin Durant win, and even on a stacked team, still adds to his legacy. Like, that. That's mm-hmm. it's a lot. Same with Steph. Like, Steph's already up there as one of the greatest point guards of all time, yeah. and he's just, you know, what, 30? Yeah, like, there's... The Warriors, it's all legacy. Kevin Durant's, like... With Steph Curry, yes, on his own, but more importantly to me, mm-hmm. the Curry, Thompson, Draymond, day, like Draymond core yep. of like this Warriors team compared to some of the best dynasties yeah. that we've seen, like one of the ones that we got to oh, live no, through it's with the Bulls. They're they're definitely on that Bulls tier. From mm-hmm. it, it's scary good. It, they were made a different mm-hmm. way, but same time you have to respect them adapting and continuing mm-hmm. to evolve. Adding Boogie Cousins, if Boogie gets a ring. Whew, that's just that's gonna be amazing. I can't wait to see Boogie get a ring. Boogie, I, I still think the Warriors are gonna win it. Boogie with a ring, parade him, Draymond, mm-hmm. Jordan Bell, drinking Hennessy, gonna be ridiculous. What about the Nuggets though? Sean's wild card team that he threw out from the yeah. preseason that we were all like, no way are they gonna Sean, be up there. They're too young. No way is they're... Jokic gonna be in the top three of MVP voting day. Yeah, no, they they've really surprised a lot of people, us us included, especially, but. If they could pull off a win, that would change mm-hmm. everything. Because think about it, this Nuggets team, young, and they have a guy in Isaiah Thomas who is hurt, can't even get on the floor. Mm-hmm. He never, he hasn't looked right since his hip surgeries. Um, 
Next year, they're going to get Michael Porter Jr. back, assuming his health. So far, he's been actually healthy post-surgery. So, like, rehab's been great. That team is scary. Mm-hmm. Just long-term scary. That, that could be a star or something special because how do you even, like, go up against that team? You've got a center who has an offensive touch like we've barely seen before, like only once or twice in the NBA history. Mm-hmm. And outside perimeter shooting, solid defenders, like, they're just a well-balanced team with that X factor in Jokic. Yeah, and, like, for me, I think that... If they won the title this year, yeah, it would accelerate the timeline. Where, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it jumps them to the front of the like, line. Because it's like many, we're talking about dynasties, and yeah, it's like because there's and you some guys, people that are like right now that may feel like okay, this team has something brewing, yeah, and could be on that like next team of like we're the ones where we usually see where it's like okay, who's going to be that next dynasty ish team? Mm-hmm. Where some people might be looking at Sean, one of the first of like, watch out for that Nuggets team, yeah. If they won it this year, it would give them the most powerful thing ever, confidence. Yeah. We knocked off. Let's say they beat they the Warriors They were a playoff team last year even. Like, yeah, think they, about that. They lost to the T-Wolves on the last game of the season, yeah. didn't make the playoffs. So if they were able to get past, let's see, they would have to get past, hypothetically, the Rockets. Mm-hmm. And the like. here's their road as of right now. Yeah. You ready for this? It ain't easy. Round one, they're playing the Thunder right now. Yep. Thunder Round, have been, sli- you know, sliding. But, but still, like, Russ, PG, it's not an easy matchup. No. Um, then round two, if they play the best team, highest-seeded team, the Rockets. Yep. And then the Warriors. And then in the finals, it would be the Bucks. <laughs> like, that's your road if you're playing the that's hardest earning opponent. That's earning it. And if you were able to do that, that would give you confidence where I would be like, pick this team to win next year. Yeah, just out pick the bag. Him, pick them to win next year. Pick and they got some cap in. space to work with next exactly. in this offseason. And for the Nuggets, I think they're this year they've surprised me. They're on the right track. And if they won, it would accelerate the timeline completely. We're like, okay, we didn't think they were going to be in championship mode, but I guess we are. We got to go and just kind of go into that mode because, oh, wait, we don't want to fall out of this championship mode year after year now that we have already won one. Mm-hmm. Here's, to me, an easy one. The Rockets. Really, CP3, James Harden, that's what it means to this team. Uh, yeah. James Harden. It was same, all worth it. Same thing we said, too, about Giannis, of putting him in that next tier. But if CP3 is able to stay healthy throughout the playoffs yeah. and then win a finals, yep. like... This would be like the C, like, it's my health, guys. Like, if I can stay healthy. If I was ever healthy, I could have been a multi-time champ. And we would also be looking back and going, man, we could be looking at back-to-back Rockets, like you just said. Back-to-back over the Warriors, over the, because let's be honest, they They would have beat Cleveland. They would have beat them. Like, this would have been like, holy shit, back-to-back champs if they wouldn't have had a historically bad day from beyond the arc a year ago. And it. It legitimizes what they've done. You know, when you think about the contracts, people are like, you're paying Chris Paul how much money mm-hmm. when he's an old man? James Harden doesn't deserve all that. Plays all the wrong takes way. takes one championship. It's absolutely worth it. You you sign yourself up for that. You empty the team, and you mm-hmm. just you fill the next guy up with this stuff. You're pulling guys yeah. off the couch. You're pulling guys. Other teams refuse to even play for an entire year, and mm-hmm. Kenneth Fareed, like, they've got some amazing stories. They picked up the trash that was... Uh, coach son Doc Rivers. I can't remember Austin, his first name. Rivers. Austin. Yep. What about like, last year with uh, what was it? Jeff Green, Gerald Green. Gerald Green. I said off the okay. couch. Yeah. I mean, it's just 
it's an amazing story. It's also a lesson in like we built this team with a purpose. Mm-hmm. We we know what it takes to beat the warrior. Kenneth, did we're you ahead mention, of the curve. Did you mention I Kenneth did. Farid? Okay, I did. I, I already got him. Okay. I'm just throwing it out there. I didn't hear you say his name. I did. Okay. That's great. You got to listen, Ricky. You gotta <laughs> I listen. am. I am. Go ahead. But yeah, like what it means for this team is huge because they they planned from day one. They're like, mm-hmm. we're ahead of the curve. We're going to shoot the highest percentage shots possible, and then we're going to shoot threes. The mid-range doesn't exist. The floor is lava. Mm-hmm. We stay out of that area. <laughs> you know, you get your hand slapped if you shoot a mid-range. Yeah. And that's, it was a bold call because nobody else in the league had done that. Mm-hmm. And they took the first step and they were ahead of the curve. But- they came across the unluckiest stretch of three-point shooting that has ever existed in mm-hmm. basketball, and that took away a championship chance for them, from them. And I think if they won it this year, it would be like a crowning moment because then James Harden's like, I did it with this team, my team. Mm-hmm. Kevin, you couldn't. You yeah. couldn't. And that's the, that, I think, is one thing because there's a rivalry there that mm-hmm. everybody wants to talk about Russ and KD because they played together longer, yeah. but you can't deny the fact that James Harden has the same feelings towards both those guys. They're friendly. Don't worry. It's not that like weird, mm-hmm. like, are they frenemies shit? It's like they're friendly. But mm-hmm. him winning a championship on his own team before Russ wins a championship, if he ever does, and before Kevin Durant can ride the ponytail of Steph Curry to another champion, like, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's so cool for the Rockets. Yeah, and I think the big thing is demons off the back or your demons yeah. have been lifted um, because Houston's going to live with it. And Let's say Harden never wins one. He's going to be haunted by yeah. that Western Con- Let's say he never wins a finals. I he's bet one of the you- greatest scores ever. I don't know if yeah, he's going to be haunted but by like, it. How many times do you, like, they ask old pros of, like, like would, you trade, would you trade all this in for one uh, ring? Yeah, absolutely. And most of them go, yes, the I, thing for is, one ring. is James Harden still has, you know, like, seven years left. Well, and this is what I'm saying. So I'm saying, let's say we get end, to the end. He, Andre, he, he, he takes the route, and he's like, mm-hmm. I'll go play off the bench. I'll I'll will it for you. Yeah, you know? I'm I'm saying let's say he we get to the end of the career and he, he never Jamal wins Crawford. One. It? I don't know what you want to call yeah, it. Let's say he never wins. One. Okay, you're right now. Follows that. Then I mean, at that point, th- he will think it's not going to be something where like, oh man, James Harden's is crippled by this. But any natural person, yeah, would think back and go, man, if that would have just went a little bit different. Yeah, I, I would mean, be an every, NBA champion. Everybody's got some right regrets, now. but like. I think at the end of the day, his career is already he'd be pretty happy, fucking legendary. He'd be happy with his career, but yeah. I'd be I'd be shocked if he never thought or had that thought ever. Maybe it's like a ten percent. Anyone 5%. who wouldn't have regrets no. about not winning a championship, there's exactly. no one. Like it, and, that's, just, and that's all I'm saying, Dave. That's all I'm saying. Which this would alleviate that okay. to where I win that, and then he never has that thought yep. at the end of his career because he would have won one. Like Brody will um, have. Like Brody. We'll have maybe. I don't think so. Um, but what about the Portland Trailblazers? They're not so like I sidestepped that. I was like, I'm trying yeah, to set you up. I'm not. No, he's never winning one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on that train for so long. I know. But the Trailblazers. Portland, I mean, Jesus. If they overcome the injuries to Nurkic, Dame's uh, Dame smile. I think it'll be from ear to ear. Yeah, I think Dame will probably be a lifelong Trailblazer mm-hmm. at that point. And they've got. Young kids coming up to fill, and they still have wings, but like mm-hmm. it would be, it would be a heroic level effort from Damian Lillard to get there. He would be putting up, you know, like forty something a game, mm-hmm. twelve assists or something stupid. I mean, it's just, it's going to take a lot from him and a lot from those contributing players. But Portland winning a championship would be pretty dope because, like, yeah. that's a team where it's like couldn't do it with Lamarcus, couldn't do it, you know, together. They had the Greg Oden days. If you go far enough back, they've been cursed by injuries. 
at the worst possible times. And I think that if they could pull it off with an injured Nurkic, mm-hmm. I mean, that would be truly spectacular because he is such a core piece to what this team is and how they play. So, heroic. Yeah, heroic. Well, and the thing also, too, is the last time. So, the Blazers have only been to the finals three years. Yep. The first time they went in the 70s, they won the title, their only title. Yep. The last two times they went to the finals, they lost to the Detroit Pistons in the 90 playoffs. Yeah. And then in 92, lost to the Shrug. That was the Shrug year, Dave. I don't know how I'm hitting that many threes, but the Bulls are winning their second title in a row. Yeah. Then- like it's those, a team with regrets about the draft. Exactly. Um, and those, yeah, <laughs> could have had Michael Jordan. Um, but that would mean just for them, yep. Lillard and CJ and, okay, we don't have to talk about breaking these guys up because we can win. They got the job done. With these guys. Somehow without Nurkic. Yeah. With the next four, if you want to hit anyone, the one, only one I really think has a shot out of the bottom four mm-hmm. is possibly the Thunder. Um, I don't think the Spurs, the Clippers, or the Jazz are going to make a run. Um, if there's any of those that you want to hit, go ahead. But, like, for me, the one with the thunder that I want to hit, first off, it gets Brody a ring. Mm-hmm. And if Brody gets one before or before Harden, then that would be huge. Where it would be Durant and Brody would have it. Harden would not have one. Mm-hmm. But the only question I have with the thunder that would be a negative for Russ is how much stake at the end would we put on, is it his championship mm-hmm. or PG's championship, with how well PG has well, he played get this it done year? Without, he couldn't get it done without Paul George. Mm-hmm. I think it's both. I, I think it takes both of those guys playing at the top level to get there and mm-hmm. get it done. There's no way Paul George can ele- – like, we've already seen Paul George elevate his game this year. Yeah. There's no way that that level will win you a championship. It's going to be both of these guys. It's going to be Cantor. It's going to be – Guys knocking down. I'm sorry, Cantor's down. Adams. Adams. Wrong big. Who's on Portland? Thing in the stash. <laughs> yeah. It's Steven Adams. It's guys taking down shots from the outside. Like there's that is a team effort win, even though you've got two stars, mm-hmm. like bona fide stars on that team. No, I don't think you could take anything away from either one of them. How about the do you have anything to say about the Jazz Clippers or Spurs? Donovan Mitchell would be literally a god <laughs> at that point. Second year in the league, you knocked off Russ in your first year. Donovan would be like, I don't need rookie of the year, I got a finals. Somehow he just, <laughs> yeah, that would be insane. Gobert, all credit to him because he would definitely do a lot of heavy lifting. Knowing that, if the Jazz jump and won, jump angles. get this, MVP. What, if, what if the Jazz won yeah. and they gave the MVP to like Giannis? No. Like they play the Bucks, the Bucks lose, I don't they feel give good. to Giannis. No. No. Like not only does... Donovan Mitchell lose Rookie of the Year to not a real rookie, but also I can say that because I've can I, I control these buttons this time. I'm um, done with but that. also he would then lose the Finals MVP to somebody on the losing team. I don't think that would happen. I really don't. I think I, I could, just think it'd be fun. I could see it being a Joe Ingles perhaps uh-huh. winning a jumping, Finals championship. Joe MVP, but uh, no, I think it, no that, gr- no Grayson Allen performance. He's been playing really I know, well, but lately. no MVP type performance from Grayson. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> he does play good in big games. Mm-hmm. Got that in college, but I would I would say it'd be on the shoulders of Donovan Mitchell getting it done. Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. Dave, I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't expect us to go this long um, on this topic. I believe if my math is correct, we're about at 46, 47. By the way, Minnesota if the Spurs won a championship, the dynasty never dies. Like I don't, I don't say it that Popovich point. Never, sacrificing Popovich goats. never leaves. Like I don't, I don't understand. 
Like it would just he's a vampire. To go he's on. a talent vampire. Like he just absorbs other teams' talent and somehow makes them better. And they just keep doing. It, put your soul in the box. Keep man. going. They, they they just keep going. Put that salt in the box. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in the comment section. And also, if your team if your team is in the playoff, also if your team is like mine, the Bulls, and is not in the playoffs, what would a championship mean to your team? I know you wouldn't get one this year if you're out of the playoffs. But let's say next year your team wins. What would a championship mean to your team if they got one this year, if they're in the playoffs, next year, if they're already eliminated? Let us know what you guys are thinking down below. But, Dave, it's that time to move into our favorite weekly segment where we look at the dampest of dudes, the soggiest of shooters, the moistest of men. This is where we take a look at our wet boys, the guys that popped off this week, had themselves some games, had some themselves some weeks. Had and themselves this is some where history we this look week. at the history. Do you want to start off with the history or do you want to start off with no, all your no, honorable no. mentions? No, no, no. Let's just tease it. Okay. Tease, tease. So we will start off Let's how keep we'll it normal. Do it is we'll go through the normal. You know, Sean not here, obviously. Um, so we'll start with mine, then go to you, then we'll do Sean's. Mine's an easy one. Yep. It's Trey Trey going cray cray yet again. Um, not only did it he still score hurts when you say that. 33 points against the 76ers in a win, Dave. Yep. He had Two clutch shots, not one, but two clutch shots to beat the Bucks. That's two playoff teams, Dave. That's two teams we talked about in the last segment. What does it mean if they win a title? Well, Trey Young beat them. Got to give love to Trey Young, giving him his second wet boy in just as many weeks as I gave him one last week. Yep. And he gets the honors beating both the 76ers and the Bucks. one being a hell of a game winner off an inbounds pass. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What what, what what were you thinking about Trey Young, and does this play into the rookie of the year discussion at all? I mean, if it was rookie of the week, sure, sure. But rookie of the year? So rookie of the second half of the year, is that what you're sir, going with? Luka Doncic has had a better year. It's undeniable. It's inexcusable mm-hmm. that people are still riding the Trey train. I think that... <laughs> I like that. The Trey train. Yeah. I think that... <laughs> Do we go cray-cray on the Trey train? <laughs> no. He's had a great second half. He has proved a lot, of, a lot of haters wrong. It's awesome. His shot's amazing. Mm-hmm. There's just something special. He's got that it factor. Like, he absolutely has it. Well, you're talking about people with it factors. Not many people have the it factor Your, more. Yours has history with this it factor. Who's he has your history. Boy? He's a MVP in the league. It's Brody. It, the the man has a triple double season number three, three consecutive triple Did he double get it? seasons. I thought he was like three nope. assists away. I no, he already I got it. Okay, he already got All it. All right, it's locked up. Mm-hmm. It's in the bag. He's got three straight seasons of a triple double. It's funny and, how we don't care about those anymore. Yeah, not a big deal apparently. But <laughs> but when you do two of them in one game, <laughs> are you shitting me? Only one other man has ever had a twenty 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 game, and Russell Westbrook is now an elite company. I just he he is doing everything and I get it. The mm-hmm. the efficiency's not there and you want to cry about the system. I don't give a shit about either one of those. <laughs> the man had a historic night. He deserves your respect man, and he you, absolutely earned it. You called it right away as soon as he had that night. You're like Russ is getting a wet boy. Yeah, you can't you can't deny that. Mm-hmm. He had a fantastic game. He had a great week. Uh, there's just he the team is better when he is playing well mm-hmm. and he is killing it with the triple doubles. Well, and then going on into Sean's wet boy. Sean, obviously not here, but we're still going to give him one Yep, as is. And that's Giannis Antetokounmpo. And the reason why 
Sean Chelsianis, and I'm going to get my mindset so Sean into the on. mind yep. of yep. Sean, is he'll say something like, yes, they lost to Atlanta this uh, week, mm-hmm. but it was by one and Giannis didn't play. If Giannis plays that game, they win. Also, did you not see the game that he had against the Bro, 76ers where he had 45 points in that game and beat the 76ers and made us all go, please give me an Eastern Conference Finals with mm-hmm. those two teams in it to where Giannis, I feel like he's always been the under the I'm gonna say the Underdog. underrated wet boy. Basically, like he is a guy where if I look at the wet boy counter, Dave, I yeah. don't think he's gonna have a ton of wet boys this year or even last year. No, I mean he, he was very good. He he is a top ten player in the league, no doubt. Uh but yeah, prob- probably doesn't get as much love as he should. But that's because this year I've and I, now I'm just gonna jump in and James go, Harden. Look. I, I give them to James Harden every week. He deserves an honorable mention this week. He's played great yet again as a surprise to no one. Joel Embiid had a triple-double in that aforementioned Bucks sixers matchup. He deserves some love. Blake Griffin, again, just the man's basically Superman out there. And then a couple couple of guys who just, the Euros starting to show up and play the game. Mario Hazonia went off and had himself a week. Pretty special. He was apparently a point guard for the Knicks uh, in their trash factory of a game where they got blown out hilariously to the point where did you did you realize that they the starters walked off the court yeah. into locker room before the game was over? Mm-hmm. That's embarrassing when they're not there for the fourth quarter. Yeah, just uh, and also Dragon Bender for having mm-hmm. like a, a weirdly productive game. Uh, he's still twenty one. Yeah, don't give up hope. I like how it's like yeah, you know Josh Jackson has one of his best games ever. Josh Dragon, Jackson has a great game every six Dra- or seven Dragon games. Dragon Bender though. gets the honorable mention. Look, Josh Jackson's inconsistent but talented. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We didn't know if Dragon Bender had talent. We just knew he was True. a raw product who had a good shot for a seven-footer, mm-hmm. decent mobility, but, you know, he, he clearly lacked that killer instinct. You know, he's not a very decisive player. So for him to have a game with seven blocks is hilarious. True. Uh, six assists, 11 boards, and 10 points. Like, it just... he's don't, don't write him off yet. I think he has talent. I think that he's still super young. Let him develop. But, yeah. Just, just sharing some love out there for people. Sharing some love. And now I am, because I'm looking at the wet boy counter, I was almost shocked yep. because I didn't see Giannis's name at first. And I was like, no way did we go through an entire season no. without giving Giannis a single wet boy. This is going to be Giannis's third wet boy yep. of the season, which moves him into the tier, Dave, of now Trey Young. Trey Young moves with Also him. to this tier. Anthony Davis, yep. Derek Rose, Luka Doncic, Zach Levine and Carl Anthony Towns. Some elite company. That is the company that he moves into as Russ moves from one wet boy to two. Yeah. So he's going to join the company of Devin It's hard Booker, to get a wet boy D'Angelo over Russell. when you're playing so inefficiently yeah. when Sean just hits on triple doubles all the time. Paul George only had two, Blake Griffin, Clay, Kawhi, and Durant as well. But that's our two. Who's number one on the board? Uh, James Harden with 10. Yeah. Double digit wet boy. You know who? You know who else I could have uh, since you gave an honorable mention. I, I gave like one. five. Steph yeah. Curry, like really? Steph Curry had forty some points in the I, the last he had game one they game played. that was very good. I could have prior was pretty could have easily given it to him, and if I did, he would have taken sole possession of second place because okay. um, he's well, tied with LeBron right now. You got four. You got one final week coming mm-hmm. up where we're wrapping up the regular season. I'm excited for it. I mean, it. Uh, should, should, I take the, should I take the thunder away from uh, Sean? Do we just crown James Harden the wet boy of the year right now? No, no, because we could 
triple because everyone else is just mathematically yeah. eliminated it's basically like you know james harden set up like the warriors right now mm-hmm. it's just he can't lose wet boy yeah. so no, the warriors it's pretty much their championship to lose he's got it locked up we'll have one more season of wet or one more week of regular season wet boys before we then move on the into extra special playoff the wet extra boys. special playoff wet boys and then if i open up my fantasy app on my tablet gonna keep this one very brief as I move over to basketball. I'm not going to check the What's Your Fantasy Baseball League. But, Dave, we are in, pulling up the standings, second place. Oof. We are two points behind Super Hippo and Kyle. And the thing, that's, good. the thing that's killing us, field goal and free throws. We knew that going into field the Field goals and free throws. So here's what I'm going to do really quick. On our team, who in the last seven days is shooting like poop? Gary Harris is shooting like poop. He's got 26%. I think he's killing us. I think we don't play him the last week. All right. Um, but he's two. he was two from two for two from the foul line in the last seven days. Um, yeah, Trey Young was on our bench. I don't know why. Um, but, yeah, we're two points I'm behind. i updated that. We're two points behind Kyle, mm-hmm. and uh, we hopefully are going to win this out and – Kyle, remember. Remember, if Kyle beats us, what does he get, Dave? Do you remember what he gets? Uh, if I recall correctly, there's a certain pair of special shoes on the line for the winner mm-hmm. of this year's series, and they are Starberries. Starberries. And get psyched. You want to know what's really funny? What's that? Kyle, and I only realize this because of uh, the Fantasy Baseball League. Yep. Right now, Kyle is in first in the Baseball League. Oh, no. He's in last, or first in the Basketball League. Last okay. in the I was like, you can't be good at both. No. No one's is, good at both. Dave, it's it's the what's your fantasy team that's in you the You guys lead. are actually in the lead? We are daily. We switch with Team Vasquez. I will. Um, it's a daily duel. I will give um, you and Brennan credit for drafting a team then. I'm ch- I'm on that waiver wire every day, Dave. Uh, it's, it's a me thing. I'll take full credit for that. It's a me thing. Enough. But let's see what we can do in the final, final week. Really, it's field goal percentage and free throws. Yeah. So... If you guys have any wet boys for this past week, throw them down below in the comment section. Let us know what you guys think about any of our wet boys. And if you have any honorable mentions, but really wet boys and then honorable mentions are guys you would throw in. But let us know what you think down below. But Dave, let's move into our next topic. Taking a look at the draft side of things. We're actually in draft mode for the rest of the podcast. Taking a look at Kobe White. But before we jump into that, make sure... To check out patreon.com backslash most of podcast. I want to preach it again because we have a mock draft coming out next week. You get double the goodness of MVP. Thursday night, we're going to be recording our playoff predictions after the season is over. Next Saturday, we're going to be recording our next mock draft, number five. And if you're a part of our bronze membership on Patreon, for as low as a single George Washington, you can see our picks. We put up the spreadsheet early with our picks, what we're thinking, so you can see it before we record the podcast next Saturday. So you can go and check that out at patreon.com backslash podcast. We'll have that up this week before recording the podcast next Saturday for everyone. But Dave, let's jump into what we're going to talk about with Kobe White. Will he be a top 10 pick in the NBA draft. The reason why I say that is if you look at, like, Tankathon, if you look at all the other, like, ESPNs, all the mock drafts, Mm -hmm. he's floating up closer and closer to that 10 spot. And if you look at our 4.0, Sean had him in the top 10 right there at 10 to the Lakers at the time. I had him at 14 to the Celtics. You had him at 12 
to the magic. Yep. The last time we did a mock draft in our 4.0. I will ask you though, with everything you've seen with March happening as the draft kind of kind of evolves as we get closer mm-hmm. to the June date, will Kobe White be a top 10 pick this year in the draft? I think he's got a really good shot at it actually. Um he had a pretty good tournament. Uh obviously his shooting at the end was awful from 3. Mm-hmm. I think he went 0 of 7 in his final game against Auburn. Yeah, 0 of 7. Uh but the point is, when you watch his game as a whole, he's got a solid shot. He's a good-sized guard at 6'5". We can't wait to get the measurements in the wingspan, see what that officially comes in at. Mm-hmm. But he's got all the physical tools to be a great two-way guard in the NBA. He was a leader on a team that is known for their veteran presence, and he was able to step in as a freshman and succeed, where his cohort, Nasir Little, was unable to step up into that spotlight. So... He's got character. He's worked with one of the best coaches in college. Great phys- physical body and makeup, and his shot looks really good. Mm-hmm. He's athletic. He's quick. Like he's he checks almost all of the boxes that you're looking for. The only thing that you know we haven't had as a standout is consistently being the guy on the team. He's had breakout performances though, putting up 34 points, 33 points, uh, scoring in the 20s a couple times. Like he's had those moments where you're like, man, this guy's a standalone monster, but. You know, as the year as a whole, I feel like his game has really come along and he's really mm-hmm. stepped out into his own. I almost feel like the answer to this question is going to be yes. Not because I think we see three point guards mm-hmm. go in the top 10, but I'm almost wondering if he will surpass Darius Garland on, because I'm starting to see it in some places. Like yeah. Tankathon, for one, if you look at their point guard rankings alone, mm-hmm. They've got Ja, who's their number two overall, White, who's their number 11, and then Darius Garland, who's their 12th overall. And I wonder if as the draft process goes on, and of course the combine is going to be huge, especially for like a Darius Garland who we're hopefully going to see a lot of these medicals for players that have had injuries like a bull bull, like a Darius Garland. I wonder if teams, though, are going to say, hey – we're falling in love with Kobe White. We don't have to worry about that injury. So, yes, we're a top 10 team that needs a point guard, but we're going to go ahead and take White over a Darius Garland, even if the medicals check out. Yeah. No, I think that I think it's the versatility. He's got better size than mm-hmm. Darius Garland. The shot, Garland's shot looked great. His handles look great. I think Kobe White can play the two guard or the one, so he's a combo, so he's more flexible. It's just the upside from Darius Garland, if everything is good with him medically, mm-hmm. amazing handle, amazing shot, and he is, he's a dominant scorer. Kobe White, I feel, is like an all-around player, which I I kind of want to value that more, even though in that superstar scoring potential of you know a wannabe, mm-hmm. not saying he's going to be like Kyrie, but in the vein of a Kyrie Irving, where we see someone who's uber-talented, clutch scorer, mm-hmm. like, that is almost its own category, but like a two-way guard, I don't know if you could have a De'Aaron Foss Fox-esque player, it's very close to me. I think it's very much what your team Mm -hmm. needs at that point in time will decide it because the size of Darius Garland's a concern, but the upside in watching Kobe White play all year, there's not a ton of holes in this game, and you've got Mm -hmm. all the tape. Well, and the thing I think that's a big, I'm going to say negative between the two, but with Darius Mm -hmm. Garland, it's an extremely small sample size, and like over the year, a player can learn to grow and change, but like... I look at the assist numbers, Yep. and with Kobe White, it's a, about four assists per game. Garland, in the few games that he played, the five, 
he only had about just under three assists mm-hmm. per game. And I wonder, I know that Kobe White is more of like you're throwing out that two-way where it's like, hey, I get not two-way, but like that combo guard. Of yeah, he's a combo guard the, and he is a two-way player. Yeah, he's both. Play the one or play the two is the part of it I was going in, mm-hmm. not the two-way part. But I wonder if teams are going to look at these players and since they're both not great, they're not John Morant basically yeah. with the assist numbers, is that going to shy a team away to where they say, hey, you know what? We like this other player better. If we really need a point guard, we can get that in the second round. No, We can I, get that later on. Absolutely not. This is a very short point guard class when it comes to the top end talent. I think Trey Jones mm-hmm. is fighting for his life trying to stay in the first round Yeah, based off of his grit. His defense is excellent. And he did have a stellar performance in the tourney, mm-hmm. uh, but wasn't he enough. Showed, he showed what he could be at his best. He, he had he shot. He had such sh- shooting struggles mm-hmm. to the point where we're like, just don't even shoot. Just get the ball in your hands. And then it comes out, and he just knocks down yeah. three after three. An entire primetime podcast. Three. I was like, hey, just just let him shoot. If he gets the ball, just back up and let him shoot. And, and then he yeah. he made him pay he for made it. Everything. So like I don't know what happened in in between time. Mm-hmm. Uh, coach got in his head and you know helped him through it. Yeah. But there's potential for there for him. But I think it's these three prospects and then everybody else. Like mm-hmm. he, it is it is that far apart. The assist numbers don't concern me because when you look at Darius Garland's tape from high school, he was fine. Like he he's mm-hmm. he's going to be just fine at getting the ball, facilitating out. Don't put him on it. Like you said, no one's at the John Morant level of 10 assists of the game in yeah. college, which is just incredible. But I think both Darius Garland, look at a high school tape, you feel pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. What you saw in his you know, five games as a pro, as a pro, as a college basketball player, pretty solid performances, great scoring. Mm-hmm. Passing's there, but he was really trying to do it all very much himself at Vandy, even though he didn't need to. They have a, they have a pretty well-rounded team. Kobe White playing in a system. I'm, yeah. I'm going to put it as much as that. Like He played in a system where it's a veteran-heavy team, and his touches were limited based on that. So even though when he got the ball, I think he very much felt like he needed to score. Mm-hmm. Him driving to the lane, he's so quick. He's so effective doing that. So he still got some assists, but I don't think you need guys to have six, seven assists a game in college to be like, I, I see what I need to see mm-hmm. as a facilitator out of him, as a I, floor general. I just also, for me, I'm looking at the order right now yeah. in the draft. And, of course, everything will change. Um, with the lottery potential, unless it does stay chalk, that'd be insane. But like, I the look percentage. at the teams, and let's yeah. just look look at the top ten. Sure. Obviously, Kobe White is not going to go over Zion. He's not going to go over Ja. He's not going to go over R.J. Barrett. Like, I think the top five is clear to where Kobe White is not going in the top five. I would agree with that. But then after six or ten, the Hawks don't need a point guard. But they could use a two guard, perhaps. They could use a two guard, but. I'm going to say they. We'll I'm going to say they don't go with him at six. Okay. The Pelicans could because you've thrown out in other segments how, yep. like, whenever we talk about point guard, you're like, hey, they could go here and it could be a sneaky good fit. Oh, absolutely. I think Darius Garland and Drew Holiday would be yep. awesome. I think Kobe White with Drew could be good too. So I'm going to throw them as a maybe. Sure. I'm going to say the Wizards no because they've got Bradley Beal, John Wall. Although John Wall is injured, I think they stay away from it and maybe go with like a DeAndre Hunter or try to fill um, out that roster big. to continue competing. Yeah. The Celtics. I'm going to say could if Kyrie leaves. Well, they you don't know. Team, they don't know. That's a problem, and that's the thing. If they think at that point, like at that point, I could see if Kobe White's there. Hey, we'll just take a guy who he'll play the two or he'll play the if one. Then, if the playoffs end on a 
sour note. Exactly. You know, I could see Boston go that route. And then other than that, like the Lakers, they could, but I don't really know what the Lakers are thinking right now. I just don't know what the Lakers are thinking right now. No, that's fair. Yeah. But if they decide that they have to move a piece, Mm -hmm. you know, like Alonzo Ball, I know he's coming off an injury. With Brandon Ingram's injury now, as serious as it is. Then they could move that. They could move Alonzo Ball and go with Kobe White, or they could move Kobe White and go for something else. Mm -hmm. I think that the Lakers should not be discounted from the Kobe White series because good shooter, Mm -hmm. played a... Uh, non-starring role in a very tight system and mm-hmm. played quite well. So that's three teams in the top ten yeah. that have a potential of taking him after John Morant's off the board. I'm going to throw out one more Sure. if the lottery kind of screws us. And thank you, Tankathon. I hit Sim Lottery, and it gave me Memphis. what I was wishing. No, the Bulls. <laughs> the Bulls. Like, if we fall to seven, let's say, yeah. like, this order that I just said, if eight, it happened— yep. Suns, Grizzlies, and Mavs at one through three. Yep. Then Hawks, Knicks, Cavs, then the Bulls. If we're sitting at the, there at seven, yep. and basically every Bulls fan on May 18th is this. Yeah. We're just surrendering. Dis- co- it's surrender disappointing because, you know, we what could have been. Yeah, exactly. What could have been. I think that Kobe White could be a pick that the Bulls take. So what, that's four teams out of the top ten? All right, I'm going to get this out of the way. Take would you rather take Kobe White or Darius Garland for I the Bulls? I would take Kobe White. Really? Yes, because I'm sitting there thinking he's a guy that, let's say we, because Chris Dunn, this is his kind of contract year. He's sort, year of, we'll he's sort of disappointed us this year. This year we could use he's it not, as— he, he took a step back this year. Yeah, he did. Um, but we could have both of them out there. Like, we could have both of them out there at the same time. We could have Chris and Zach out there, Kobe and Zach out there. Like, we can mix our rotations yeah. to where it's not just like— Where's my well, boy he's our backup point guard. He— we could have Archie Diacono and Kobe White out there. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It I, just, I know mixes, it's not happening. Well, but. you know, hey, Boylan likes him, man. He's a grinder. He, he saved that one ball in that 76 game. That was great. Game, and Boylan was like, yeah, I'm going to help you out. The You're reaction was fantastic. Um, but I think he could fit rotationally with us. And if we get Chris Dunn Walt and Lemon let Jr. him walk Who am away, I kidding? That's our star. <laughs> D. Rose Jr. He is. Little Pooh. Except he's the same age, I think. <laughs> or no, he's, he's a year younger, but yeah. still. Lil Pooh. Oh, my God. Walt Lum Jr. But he's, he's a stud. That's why I think the Bulls. He can kind of fit. It, I it's agree. a rotational thing, and if Chris Dunn, we let him walk or we get rid of him, yep. then Kobe White becomes our point guard. And I, I don't think he clashes agree. with Zach. However, the other teams, like the Pelicans, Kobe White could be a pick there, too. because I like, think Memphis, if they don't get a top, mm-hmm. you know, if, they're, if they get their pick back True. at, like, seven or eight, you know, then they're back in the running, and I think they absolutely would love to have Kobe yeah. White added to that team because that Mike Conley, Kobe White, mm-hmm. you got Jaron Jackson Jr., you got Bruno Caboclo, you've got yeah, I kind of forget about them because JV right at the now low don't post. Have their pick. Like, think about that, mm-hmm. and that's that's a good team. I yeah. mean, in the West, it'll be scary hard, but like that's a team with young promise. I'm trying to see with um, Memphis. Give me more love, Nick. So, I know you love it. So Memphis has three games left, and they're a half game out of getting their pick back. Yeah, so I think it's going to be a it. tight. It's going to be a tight race. Plus, if the lottery happens and they get bumped then by one, that could basically screw them with their pick. Yep. Like I see, I see teams that Kobe White could be drafted mm-hmm. by. But I wonder if at the end of the day, the the teams that we think could go point guard are going to go somewhere else. Like, yeah, I mean, let, New Orleans is a team where Anthony Davis is on the line on draft mm-hmm. night. You don't know if he's going to be there or not. Like, I'll ask you this. Let's say I'm going off the Tankathon mock draft. Sure. Kobe White or Brandon Clark for the Pelicans at seven. Who would you go with? Personally? You pull the trigger. 
I would probably go Kobe White. I, okay. I think that I would take my luck going into free agency <laughs> and try to figure out something to bring Julius Randle back yeah. and roll with that. But it, Brandon Clark makes an intriguing thing. Like that 4-5 mm-hmm. that combo, if you're keeping Anthony Davis, could be devastating. Yeah, or but it, why Julius would I draft, Randle as well. But why would I draft a 21-year-old, going mm-hmm. to be 22 when the season starts, I believe, for a team if Anthony Davis isn't going to be there. Yeah. Like that's the thing. That's a risk if you're taking an older player and you're wondering how, mm-hmm. you know, if you got years to develop, roll the dice. The Grizzly one I like because right now on they don't have their pick, so obviously the mock yeah. draft doesn't play out to that, but they could take him at eight. But, like, nine, they have Sekou Demboya to the Celtics. I would maybe take Kobe White instead of Sekou, unless you're yeah. for sure like, hey, the season ended great. Kyrie, we've got him locked in the bag. We just like taking wings. We're just going to take more wings. Yeah, I think and I think get that's more a threes. that might be a pick that they can take later. I, I don't mm-hmm. know unless Seku shows out like really. I mean, we haven't yeah. seen a ton out of him this year because of his injury. Mm-hmm. His play has been meh. Uh, he's got the physical tools to maybe get there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would take him with that pick over Kobe White. And then the one I find the most interesting is I would flip this if I was if like if this was my mock draft. If I'm the Lakers, I'd take Kobe White over Romeo Langford. Oh yeah, because like the thing is, the thing if we're looking at those those two picks, yep. Like you said, with the Lakers already, Kobe White is versatility. He can you can play him at the two if you still have Lonzo on this team. If you have to move Lonzo, it gives you the flexibility. You still need a backup point guard because I don't think you're re-signing Rondo. Exactly. Alex Caruso can't beat everyone. Also, mm -hmm. you know, there's just doesn't that out there. So I mean, you can basically well, Alex Caruso is going to be in Space Jam. With LeBron, I mean, right? he did drop 30-something points <laughs> and basically will their team to a win over the playoff-bound Clippers. Hey, the Monstars are going to be like, we want their talent. Dang. We want that guy's talent. The balding Mamba. Basically. Um, so, like, I look at it and I go, if I'm putting my money on it right now, yeah, I say that Kobe White is on a big – if I'm putting a big board together, he is in the running for top 10. Oh, if yeah. I'm putting a mock draft together, he's probably between 10 and 15. Okay. Like it's a that might seem like a wide range. No, Maybe you can put it down to. to ten to thirteen, but like yeah. ten to fifteen is my range to where that's where he's going in a mock draft. Right. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I think he is a he was an excellent college player mm-hmm. and if he had been given a team where he could shine as the guy mm-hmm. instead of working in a well oiled system yeah. with great shooters from the outside like Cam Johnson and we might be thinking differently about him. And that's mm-hmm. the only thing I'm trying to think in my head is like, had Kobe White been given the opportunity of John Morant this year where he's mm-hmm. working with a a different tier of play, but also being the guy, could he succeed if he was on a team, you know? I, I just, I wonder what that would have looked like. Like how every prospect in some way were like, oh man, I wonder what he could be like on this team. Well, that's uh, the thing. You have to, like, your college results are... Mm-hmm. Who you're playing with? Because we've at said some it about Nasir, we've said it about Cam Reddish. Yeah, like mo- mainly it's for the guys that have underperformed. Of like, I wonder what you would have been on a different team. And I know we've gotten comments up the wazoo of like, well, it doesn't matter if he was scoring a lot on a D two team. It's right. like it, he would still be the same player. His production would just be higher because he'd be on a team that doesn't have as much talent around him. I want to ask you this, kind of to close this up almost. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that White needs to do at the Combine to either solidify himself as a can't-miss top-10 prospect or to continue rising? Is it all about the measurements? Is it all about the like five-on-fives and the kind of drills that they're going to do? Is there I'm... anything that he needs to do at the Combine 
to solidify everything? Or is it, hey, I'm just going to wait and see how Darius Garland's medicals play out because if they don't play out well, mm-hmm. that'll help me because teams will look at me over Darius Garland. Yeah, I think it I think it rides a lot on the Darius Garland results. He's a smart player. Mm-hmm. I don't think he has to really do a lot there. His his game speaks for itself. He's got he's played a long long season mm-hmm. and missed the game. Yeah. So I'm I'm rolling with him. I'm rolling with him. Yeah, I kind of with me I'm right with you. I don't think there's anything there's if Kobe White has a bad combine, yep. that will hurt him more than a good combine helping yeah. his draft stock. Because I have him where I have him. Like, between 10 and 15, if he sneaks up into the top 10, it's because a team like the Pelicans, the Celtics, the Lakers, yeah. the Bulls, if we fall to 7, if one of those teams is like, well, screw it, we really need a point guard. Hell, even if the Suns mm-hmm. get Sunsed. And they're like, what, you did one earlier on Tangathon where they were like, what, sixth? They can fall as far as seventh. Okay. So that is their maximum drop. So right like now. if they fall to seven two, Whew. I could see them oh going with Kobe White for sure. That could be like Loki a gift for them, mm-hmm. you know? Because then getting you, sons and it actually works out to be a good thing. Because then you don't get stuck with the obligation of, well, we have to take RJ Barrett, who mm-hmm. may not fit with our team, but he could work at the three, which would be yeah. really interesting. And mm-hmm. like that's a question, but like that's pure talent. Like RJ Barrett is more talented than Kobe White is right yeah. now in their careers, but Kobe White fits the Suns better, mm-hmm. arguably. And as a two way wing who can defend, you kind of cover up for that Devin Booker lack of defense. So mm-hmm. I think that yeah, that would be if the Suns did get Suns and got dropped to seven. Kobe White would, Kobe be, White the would pick. be the best possible outcome. Yeah, he. It, I feel like for the Bulls and the Suns, if they get we're in the same boat. Seven, it's the, the same boat. boat. We need a point guard. Yeah. Um, but this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in that comment section. Will Kobe White be a top ten pick? If he is a top ten pick, what team is he going to be drafted by? And kind of just your overall overall thoughts about Kobe White as we kind of move forward in this draft process into the rest of May, June, or May. June, and then the end of the draft in June. Try to say April, May, June. I can't come out right, Dave. But, Dave, let's move on into our final topic, and we are looking NBA draft yet again. And if you are on podcast services around the world, I am sorry. I am going to repeat myself, and that's for you guys here on YouTube that might be checking out this segment, not even checking out the last one we did on Kobe White. How dare you? You should check that out. It was a great discussion between Dave and myself, but you got to go check out patreon.com backslash Podcast. Not only do we have new membership options for you guys, but we're recording a mock draft next week. Next Saturday, we are recording it. If you want to see what our picks are this week, you'll be able to get that option if you are a patron of Most Valuable Podcast. So for as low of a price as $1, you can see what we are thinking before we record the podcast on the 13th, I believe, is the day we are recording that podcast. For but some Dave, reason, you smile. You you trying to swallow in this room, and the pauses make dude, me laugh. It's just like it's so dry in it's here, a- and it's not even like a like <laughs> sickness thing. It's just I'm it just has no humidity. Yeah, it has nothing, and yeah. that's why we need a new studio, which is patreon.com backslash most valid podcast. But Dave, what we are rounding the podcast out with is the New York Knickerbockers and their best fits. We've talked about the Suns eons ago. We've talked about the Cavs even less of eons ago. And then we talked about the Mavs just last week. But today you and I are talking about the Knicks, their best fits in the draft. And I think we need to get out of the way. Zion Williamson at number one. So the same thing we did for the Mavs 
I will ask to you, Knicks at number one, what does Zion Williamson mean to the Knicks? So we can just get this big old Zion rock out of the way. Sure, sure. Zion Williamson and the Knicks means opportunity because that is a team that is looking to wheel and deal potentially. Mm -hmm. They're looking to bring in the biggest of free agents this year. If they can haul in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, because I think that's what Zion brings is the like, okay, they got the best player in college basketball. And they already have a a decent rookie in Kevin Knox this year. Mm-hmm. I'd say average. Uh, that's a team that if they want to move pieces, they can move pieces. He's basically the like, I'm in New York. Instantly, I'm popular. Instantly, we're relevant again. Mm-hmm. But if he is there, the draw for Fragrance increases. I think there's absolutely no yeah. doubt the draw increases. And the question you want to go play with the best players. You do. You absolutely do. And you know that this kid is special. And he's he is something special. He's unselfish. He's dominant. He's he's built like something we've not seen before. He moves like it. I just he he is the ultimate package for that team. And he basically is another notch in the like if you're like eighty percent sure Kevin Durant's coming, if Zion goes there, you're like ninety five percent sure. Like mm-hmm. he moves the needle for these big guys. So I think that if they do get lucky and they do land him with the number one overall pick, it means it's going to be a great summer for New York. It's going to be one of the best. Zion, to me, there's a few teams mm-hmm. that would be the best fits for Zion. Yeah. The Knicks would be one of them. That's because they literally of, have no other pieces. Well, I'm not even talking basketball. No. I'm talking a market. Ah. Like them, and I feel like even though Chicago were called the second city because we are, a, even though a smaller market than New York. We are. We would still be up in that category of like Zion in Chicago would be, be huge. a huge story. But like him in New York, the Mecca, playing in the garden. Like yeah. it would almost remind me, and New York fans might get mad at me for saying this because I'm not a Knicks fan, so I have no reason to make this comparison. But it would almost remind me of maybe how big Patrick Ewing was yeah. in the nineties with New no, York. No, I absolutely I absolutely agree. You're on you're on the same page and there's People have tried to compare him to Patrick mm-hmm. Ewing. Not quite a great comp, but mm-hmm. it's still it's an explosive athlete, someone who can jump well above his height, has absolutely just every tool you want. And if mm-hmm. he keeps growing, yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't cut him out of that category. So how we're gonna do the rest of this? Because Zion's off the table. If they're number one, they're yep. taking Zion. Yep. Let's say for the rest of it, we're putting together our mini big board for the Knicks. Like this is our draft board of. After Zion, this is the next mm-hmm. guy we think best fits. Here's the next guy. If, let's say, Zion's off the table yeah, and you are picking the next best player on your board, who is that if you're GM of the Knicks? I have to ask Drisk this. If the Celtics lose in embarrassing fashion, I am not drafting John Rant number two. Mm-hmm. But if they do, yeah, I'm just saying, like, if the Celtic, if the Celtics are are, are gotten in a flaming wreck and Kyrie is swearing out his teammates in the mm-hmm. locker room, I'm taking RJ Barrett. And it's not even close. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna go ahead and take the guy who was stellar in college in uh, John Morant because I know where my point guard's gonna be in a couple mm-hmm. months. Not even worried about it. you take RJ Barrett. Absolutely was the number one pick coming into this year. Didn't slide too far down. He's a solid wing out there. I think mm-hmm. he is. He's got potential still to grow. It's a good decision maker, decent shooter. I'm 100% confident in that choice. I'm not even thinking about Ja. It's RJ all the way. Really? You don't think like, that if if the Cavs do well and Kyrie Irving is happy and all is well in the land of Boston, you're not considering? I've, I've still got 
Moutier. I've still got Dennis Smith. Like Moutier got, seems like he's not going to get resigned. They've got point. Okay, we still got Dennis Smith. Like I've still got Frank on this team. Like yeah. what is it? And that's the biggest question I've had. Don't yep. mean to get and Sean. I don't mean this is a negative. Don't mean to get like Sean over here and ranting a little bit. But mm-hmm. like I've never understood the whole thing of I get BPA. Yep. I get it in most situations. But with this one, what would adding Ja Morant do for the Knicks? Obviously, Give them a better point guard. He's a great player, but I look at it and I go, you know what? RJ Barrett, like we have talked at nauseum on a fast break. Go check it out. I'll probably put it above Dave's head um, if I remember. But we talked RJ versus Ja. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're for the Knicks. Yep. There's not much more that one could give you than the other at the end of the day. Where, yes, they're different positions, they do different things, but if I have RJ, I feel like he's going to give me the same kind of outcome that if I draft John Morant. So why would I draft someone and create a log jam at my point guard position when there's a reason why we traded for Dennis Smith Jr.? Obviously, we really like him, so he's going to be my starting point guard. Yep. I'm going to go get a guy in R.J. Barrett that I can use to play at the three, and then if we get Kevin Durant, then I figure out how to make him fit, where probably Durant would play the two, R.J. the three, or vice versa. Like yeah. I would slot one of them at the two, yeah. the other at the three, and that's why for me, I wouldn't even think about Ja, although he's great. On a big or board, he is my two. RJ becomes trade bait for an Anthony Davis. Or RJ becomes trade bait for an Anthony Davis. That one is probably more likely. Um, but if I'm drafting a player to be on this team and play for this team, mm-hmm. I'm going with RJ Barrett. I understand. Adding yeah. talent to the team, mm-hmm. you would get more out of adding RJ Barrett. But it is but interesting what you say as far about... As, as far as value over replacement, I'm speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... I still think there's a lot of people out there who believe John Morant, rightfully so, is mm-hmm. a better player than uh, R.J. Barrett is. So I wonder, he, he's better than Dennis Smith Jr. In, mm-hmm. in your mind as well, right? Yes. So I go, if, if he's the best player on my it, available to me, mm-hmm. just because I've got a guy who's who's doing pretty good, don't get me wrong, Dennis Smith Jr. is a good young point guard, and we all love the fit with him in New York. He's an mm-hmm. explosive athlete. Um, but the question is, we all is, thought it should have been that way to begin yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. So the question comes back to like, is it worth passing on John Morant for a fit neutral player in RJ Barrett who can help that team even if they don't land the guys that they're hoping to this offseason? It's a big question. Yeah, there's I, a lot. There's a lot of things that are going to be like the you know we can't officially say anything about mm-hmm. the free agent stats these players yet. So mm, there might be some under the table, some shady dealings, you know, the to only, figure that out. The only way I see John Morant, let's say the Knicks are at two. Yep. The only way I see them drafting a John Morant, yep. if we learn later on that, oh, there's a deal in place to send Anthony Davis to New York. For John Morant. For John Morant, and then I would Pieces. assume there'd be It'd a be pick John spot. Morant picks yeah. and Kevin Knox. and uh, yeah. But like that, yeah, 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 if yeah. I see John Morant getting drafted by the Knicks, I'm immediately going, okay, they're getting Anthony Davis. Or, okay. okay, there's a move in place here. Because for me, although I think Jaws' ceiling is higher than Dennis Smith, mm-hmm. I also don't think that RJ ceiling is like vastly below. No, he's not. He's Jaws. not far below. But yeah. John Rand's a, a special athlete who mm-hmm. tennis, basically tennis is a game in college. Has, seems to have a really good shot. Mm-hmm. Seems to be able a good rebounder for his size. 
defense is his knock, obviously. Yeah. But at the same time, you got to look back and you just go, that man showed up in the tourney. And I will say, and showed if, out. Let's say things kind of play into, let's say the Suns are directly behind the Knicks. Make I him could come see get it. maybe a uh, Hawks Mavs situation going on. Who, let's that, say. They absolutely could do that to like, teams like the Bulls I and would, the Suns and play them against each other. Why not? Yeah. Why not get more picks? Like, those teams need point guards. You don't. And you can get a guy like, I'm going to throw this out. Sure. So the next guy I would have as a fit, and I I, I think he'd be a better fit than RJ. Yes. But I wouldn't take him above RJ, Jarrett Culver. And the reason why I say that is because Jarrett Culver adds defense to a team, that this team needs defense. And mm-hmm. also, I can get Kevin Durant and not have to worry about plugging a three in at the two. It's true. I could then have Dennis Smith at the one, Jarrett at the two, Kevin Durant at the three. I know that's putting a lot of stock in Kevin Durant coming to the Knicks, Yep. but that is my plan if I'm the Knicks But as New York, you have to plan around that. You have to assume that I'm going to do my job, things Mm -hmm. are going to work out my way. You're going to have contingency plans of if KD doesn't want to come, I'm going to go after this guy. If Mm -hmm. Kyrie Irving doesn't want to come, I'm going to go after this guy. Kind of like the Kyrie one might be like a Kemba or something like that. You could go that route, Mm -hmm. absolutely. There's a lot lot of options this year. There's a pretty good free Mm -hmm. agency class, I think. Yeah. So... It's exciting for them. I like the I like what you brought up with the trade back though. Mm-hmm. The we can kind of hold this for ransom, get some extra cash out of this, get some picks because this is a team that is far from locked in as far as their core. Mm-hmm. Now this is almost blank slate territory. So I look forward to you know if they could make that move and pick up some draft capital, mm-hmm. that's perfect for them. Yeah, and that's why for me I kind of like let's say even like the sons of the bulls yeah. are. Two picks behind them. Let's say it's like a oh, two yeah. to four situation or a three two to, five, yeah. to um, five situation. Absolutely. That to me then goes, hey, I might not get RJ, but damn, Cam, like not Cam, Jarrett fits this team better. Right. We can get him there and we can go ahead and get some extra picks in the future. Like, hey, Kevin Durant, come on over here because not only do we have a nice young team to grow with you, we've got more assets Later the, on, the big question either is, to move for an AD mm-hmm. or to draft more young players to help this team. If Zion's gone, RJ's gone, mm-hmm. Jaw's gone, and Jarrett's gone. So you're saying five, if they what if what bad if they end up at five? Five. What if they end up at five? Are you looking on reaching, perhaps reaching on Cam Reddish, a player who is young, has not had a success, has not had the success that we expected out of him in college, mm-hmm. could still have a lot of room to grow though. You could, you know, go out there and go for a proven player like a Brandon Clark, someone who can really help lock down defensively, playing that undersized five or a four role. Could do it. He's older. He's got a little more seasoning to him. I think he could be a solid fit there. You could take a role on someone like DeAndre Hunter, who's just, you know what you're getting is consistency. Mm-hmm. He's someone who I don't think he had the best of tournaments this year. So I don't know. There's there's a lot of options there, man. Call me crazy. Yeah. If I'm the Knicks and I'm at five, yep. I'm trading back. Trading back. I'm trading back. Because the guy I am targeting is Rui. Really? Yes. And this is something to where I'm at five. Sell me on this. I'm looking because I'm looking at the prospects. Cam Reddish, I'm saying no, because if I'm trying to bring in Kevin Durant. That's the wrong message to send him. Exactly. I don't want a project. I want a guy like Jarrett Culver who's going to come in and be able to help us win now more so than two, three years down the line. I look at Jackson Hayes and I go... Project. 
Exactly. Like it, no, he, it's, he is. And it's another thing like Still him 18. and even Ball Ball, it's like at the four five position with like Ball Ball being yeah. the one that yeah, you'll play him at the five, but can shift him out to the four in some situations. Maybe not. DeAndre Hunter would be interesting yet again. I would use that as a trade back situation because I wouldn't I feel like there'd be somebody at five that would be like we can take a stab on Cam Reddish and that's what I'd be trying to sell someone. But like DeAndre Hunter could work, but with me, I love the potential of what Rui could be. Of like I feel like the story's gonna be everyone's kind of pushing back on Rui right now, like, oh, he's not gonna be anything. And then someone drafts him. And it's like we look back three years later and people go, Holy shit, how did everyone pass on Rui Hachimura? Like that is just that is just the specialness I see when we see the good of Rui Hachimura. And I wonder if the Gonzaga thing is more of a bad for players than it is a good for them. Because uh, like, you want to have success in college, Gonzaga's a great school. Yes, but I'm if saying you like success the draft, as a professional Exactly. Gonzaga has yet to prove Where it's like or recently. With Rui, it's like, oh well, why is he just he's got so many great players around him? And then even like Brandon Clark, it's like, oh, there's he's a guy an older who is player. But and he's putting and Brandon he's Clark transferred above in. him. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I, I wanted to ask you yeah. was people are now putting Brandon Clark above Rui Hachimura. So if you're selling me on Rui, why shouldn't I take Brandon Clark, a player who has Defensive tenacity has has a knack for shot blocking. They're, to me, they're two different players, and the right. reason. But but fit with the Knicks. If you're talking about Rui, I know you and one of our viewers mm-hmm. and commenters have yeah. been talking about Rui being a, a truly. If he could slim down mm-hmm. and work on his himself athletically, could be a three at the NBA level versus Brandon Clark, who is a four five tweener, undersized five by mm-hmm. a lot. But there there's that potential for him to do good things there. I, I don't know. Fit on this Knicks I mean, team. Mitchell Robinson's your anchor at the five. Yeah. You've got one of the best shot blockers in the NBA already. Mm-hmm. So you could get Brandon Clark and really shut shit down in the low post. We get Rui Hachimura, a guy who is offensively gifted. Uh, not saying Brandon Clark's not. Yeah. Obviously put up quite a great performance in college, but Rui's known for his slashing, his work in the low post. And, you know, we're waiting to see about that game extending out a little bit further as time goes on. I'm just, for me, the thing I kind of think about is, and I'm glad you threw out this five situation because, like, we. It's a real possibility. Well, we've gotten comments where last time we talked about the Knicks, yep. there was a commenter, and I'm apologizing, I can't remember your name, um, but I remember the comment vividly where he was like, you know what? I'm just expecting us to end at six because then if anything else happens, I'm excited for it. But then I am mentally preparing myself to be screwed. Well, good news, Nick. Like, you yeah. can only drop four spots, and at the time mm-hmm. you are the number one slot, you are locked in, yeah. which means you can drop to five. So I mean, at this point, might be mentally preparing himself for, for the five. fifth, absolutely, uh, and not the number one. Like the Bulls, I'm preparing myself to be like the seventh pick, and it scares me um, mm. tremendously. You should prepare to be number two. I I want to prepare to be number, number one, two. Dave. I want to. I want to be. You want uh, that Williamson jersey? I want to be I purchasing know. that Williamson jersey. On the podcast when we do our 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 lottery draft, the night of the draft lottery, I want to be buying that jersey. Yep. But I kind of almost I'm going to ask you this question: yeah. Is there anybody at five? No, no, you got to finish. Ask, tell me why that Rui Hachimura is a better <laughs> fit for this Knicks team than Brandon Clark would be at the number five spot. I, would, I need I need that answer out of you. I would take the ball handler. And for me, that's what Rui does better than Brandon Clark. Okay. Where 
yes, Brandon Clark would be a better answer at the four for them, mm-hmm. and they could use a four, but I'm going to go with the ball handler. Okay. If I'm going to take a guy like Brandon Clark, he's got to do more than just defend and board. And I know he scored points he did at score the next a lot level, of points. Yeah. but it's yeah. not like if I'm looking for a big in the top five, top ten, I'm going with ball ball. And the re or ball ball. I always bowl, say that bowl. weird. Um the but the reason I'm doing that is what he can bring to my team and also that stretch. stretch it outside. And I'm not quite sure if Brandon Clark can stretch it outside you know, he, like he, you need he at is, the next uh, level. Not a three point shooter. Mm-hmm. Not at all. I, mean, I believe can, he didn't take a single one. No, nope, like he took one? 15. Okay. He made four of them, so 26% yeah. overall. But, yeah, no, that's not his game. No. Uh, don't know if it will ever be his game, but mm-hmm. that's okay because guess what? He shot 70% mm-hmm. on two-point attempts because he takes them all at a very close range. His true shooting numbers, incredible. He is. He was one of the best players in college basketball this past year. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people were looking because of his age, but for a team that might be looking to add a Kevin Durant. Yeah and maybe another piece, and looking to make an instant impact, I think he's a guy who can come into this league and make an impact and play with those star-level caliber players. Well, and I mean, that's the question I was going to ask you with it, is if there's a, is there any guy at five yeah. that gives Kevin Durant the message? Because like we said with Cam, you don't take Cam because it's sending the wrong message I agree. to Durant. Is Brandon Clark really the only guy at five that could give Kevin Durant that answer of like, yes, no, we're still trying to win with you. Like, please come here. We're still going to win with you. Or could you trade back for DeAndre Hunter? Could you trade back for somebody else? Because that to me even becomes an intriguing option at five because if the Knicks are at five – I'm not in love with anybody anymore. Yeah, like uh, I'm I like, with you. I, I feel like it's Rui an over personally, yeah. but it's like I'm not married to anybody. I feel like at that Rui point. would be an overpay. I feel like Brandon would be an overpay mm-hmm. at this point. And that's not look. Yeah. If you get the guy you want, it's not an overpay ever. Mm-hmm. So I'm just tossing it out there. I think that if you go with DeAndre, same thing. It's like he's good, but like I don't really feel like I'm getting my money's worth out of a top pick, even though it's maybe a weaker class, but. There's something about him screams, you know, high ceiling or high mm-hmm. floor, low ceiling. And of course, so, Tankathon gives me a gift. Do you want to hear this? Sure. It's exactly what we're talking about, but I wouldn't, I would flip the last two Zion to the Cavs, RJ to the Hawks, Ja to the Bulls, Cam Reddish to the Suns, and then Jarrett Culver to the Knicks. Zero chance. I would flip those last two. 100%. But like, um, but like if, even, they go, if they have to gun to head, take a pick mm-hmm. there. I would probably... You're talking about the Knicks at yeah, five. Yeah. yeah. I would probably feel compelled to take someone like... Uh, oh, God, I don't know. I'd I don't take know. DeAndre Hunter. If it was... Gun- I'm trading back. You're right. Like, Tra- trading back's a smart move. <laughs> trade, trade, back, trade back is the move at five. Yeah. But if you're gun to head, Ricky, you have to make a pick. Yep. My first thought in my mind goes, okay... At five, I'm even go. I'm either going Brandon Clark. Yep. I'm going with DeAndre Hunter because Honestly, of the Kevin Durant thing, and I'm going DeAndre Hunter. Honestly, we just talked about Kobe White. And I'm like, I mean, you could fit him at the two next yeah. to Dennis Smith. With, I mean, would five be too high? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's the like, thing. I think five would be too but high. At the same Trade time, back for Kobe White, like, because I'm thinking we, we just talked him going top ten, mm-hmm. and he, that's that's a real possibility. So Some they could think. bounce back a couple, perhaps, and keep him. I don't know. That, it could be cool. How about could be cool? How about this? I'm gonna work out a hypothetical trade here. I love it. 
the Knicks, if they're at five, yep. work a deal out with the Celtics, yep. who still have the Grizzly pick. Oh, you're saying Grizzlies pick like number nine? Like number nine. Okay. So we're trading back from five to nine. nine. I'm yeah. getting a future something from the Celtics. Obviously. Um, I don't know if it's exactly the same stuff as like the Hawks Mavs. Yeah. But that could Probably be something where the Celtics could be a team that's like, hey, they've got capital. We want more wings. They could move up. We're going to move up to get Cam Reddish, who we can take on a project. I don't know why they would go after another wing, to be honest. I'm just saying. Like, like, not to be they a could move dick up, about it. They but could yeah. move up for somebody. They do. And that could be a range where the Knicks could say, we could take Kobe White. Well, that could all be part of their plan. Actually, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to help this in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this is all part of their plan because they're building one of the best packages to get Anthony Davis. You're talking about the Celtics. Yes. Yeah. The Celtics are, are going to take him because guess what? He's a project with uh-huh. a ton of upside. And you know what? If you're going to go for a player like Anthony Davis, because they can't make that trade at that time, so it's like you're going to make those picks and hope. You know what just came to my mind? What's that? Danny Ainge basically being, oh, oh New Orleans, you like this guy? Hey, New York, we'll trade for him. Hey, New, hey, New Orleans, you want the guy you really wanted? Exactly. Yeah, you got to trade with us now. Exactly. Oh, I'm my thinking God. They, they, could, they could move they've got the capital. The Pelicans. They actually have the capital. Oh damn! The Celtics, like, the Celtics could hold the cards. It would be like next level, like oh yeah, draft screwage going yep. on here. I think it's awesome. Damn, I think it's awesome. Ricky. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like hey, you really like this guy, and hey, we're not in love with him, but we'll trade up with the Knicks because we got the draft capital. Yep. to go ahead and take him. It's like guess what? So Anthony Davis, and you can have the guy you really uh-huh. wanted, uh, and we've got some other picks to help add into the spice. Damn. Yeah, no, I didn't even think about that. So the Knicks could be looking pretty. They they could get some great value back out of the pick, even if they mm-hmm. fall to five. I know it's not the it's not the dream scenario. This is the mm-hmm. worst possible case scenario. We're looking at moving out of the position, yeah. and I agree with you. I would be looking to trade back, add some additional depth, mm-hmm. get some other talent because New York, you are you are far from a complete team, and mm-hmm. you can only get so many guys in one free agency class. Yeah, you know. So I I think it's their worst case scenario is still not too bad. Mm-hmm. It's got some it, it's more question marks, don't get me wrong, but it's still not terrible. No, I think the Knicks have done everything they can to put themselves in a successful place because let's be completely honest. Yeah. They lose one more game, they've locked up the I they've think, locked up the number one. I think they've already locked up the one because of um You're right, because Cleveland and Phoenix are at two games. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um so they already have the number one, that's why they can only fall yep, to five to five. So um, it's it's damn. it's yeah, it's an impressive level of bad. Yeah, that fit. The, I'm to be to be fair though, I also don't love your head coach right now. I think it's because he's playing with the young core. He's uh, just doing different so things. Are you, are you on the after one year firing? No, David I'm Fisdale? no. I would okay. like to see him coach with a star. I mm-hmm. think that that's the big thing because that's what we loved him. He was a great piece in Miami, yeah. working with LeBron James as an assistant coach, and I think he got a lot of credibility from that. So I'd mm-hmm. love to see him with another star like Kevin Durant in New York and what he could do around them because I feel like he's and had I just, I feel a bad. lot of questionable moves on this Knicks team yeah. as far as a coaching strategy. And I feel bad for what happened to him with the whole Gasol and him, yes. button heads and the organization. And they chose wrong. Yeah, they chose wrong. Now they don't even have Marcus Gasol anymore. But they do have JV and Bruno mm-hmm. yeah. putting up great numbers for them. I, mean, I know Norman Powell was in the trade, not Bruno, but I still love the fact that Bruno came back full circle. Yeah, if I'm ultimately putting together like a hot list for the Knicks, um, if I'm putting together five guys, I'm putting obviously Zion's at one. 
If he's off the board, I'm going R.J. Barrett. Number three, I'm going to put Jarrett Culver mm-hmm. because I think he's a better fit than Ja. But at three, I, if R.J. and Zion are off the board, I'd probably go Ja. But I'm going to put Jarrett at three because I think he's a better fit for this team. Then Ja at four. And then at five, I'm going to put DeAndre Hunter because I'm going to go with that outside wing kind of a player more so than Brandon Clark at the four. What would be yours if you're obviously Zion's at one, but who's your kind of top five for the Knicks? Best fits, not who you would take. Yep. Best fit, pick be damn. Minor correction. That trade was JV, CJ Miles, and DeLon Wright. Okay. I got that a little off. Mm-hmm. But, uh, sorry, your question was best fit. Best fit. So your top five, yep. like Zion's number one, obviously. He is. But if he's gone, who's then the next best fit? And afterwards, all the way through your top five. Probably going Zion, RJ, Jarrett, Job, shit, Bulbul. <laughs> okay, so almost the same top five. It's really that fifth pick of like, shit, Culver, Ja, Zion, yeah, I RJ mean, like, are all off the board. What do we do? I'm, look, I'll be honest. I think Bulbul <laughs> would be a dope fit for that team. If they don't get a KD or a Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine Mitchell Robinson at the five and Bull Bull stretching out of the four? Jesus Christ. They go from one unicorn to another, man. Jesus Christ. The only thing would be injury. The injury. Sean had seeped into my head there. That was shades I understand. of that But needed- they go from one unicorn to another. Come on. Think about that. Like that's That would be cool. If, if you... I already have been like given the gift of clairvoyance. Mm-hmm. You're not getting Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. And you're like, how do I make this young team more fun? Mm-hmm. I add in the biggest, best shooting player in this entire draft in Bull Bull. Pairing with Mitchell Robinson, the swatting machine. The, sw- the swatting machine? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. He's got better nicknames. I'm just not looking him up right now. There's one thing I want to look at here. Team yep. summary, I think, is what it's under. Under the tablet, it's so much harder to do this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why you won't just use the laptop. I don't know. I, I like having the accessibility of just having a tablet in front of me than, like, the clackety-clacky um, computer. Whatever. Preferences. Um, it's easier to have it. I'm trying to be more, like, loosey-goosey. Loosey-goosey, I guess it is. Um, <laughs> but... The Knicks, I just had it, and I turned I turned it <laughs> sideways and lost it, Dave. Oh, that's um, good. That's what you so get for using a tablet. The future picks, because I'm trying to look. They have their own. They have their 2020. They have then their 2021 and Dallas's, if Dallas's can phase to Atlanta this year. My question for you, then, if you're at five with the Knicks, yep. do you trade up? Do you say, fuck it, we got to get no. into this top four? No. No, you do not. You do not give up that draft capital that you earned for giving up on Kristaps Porzingis. Mm-hmm. You hold on to that. It's for the future. Don't worry about it. You take you take who you got to at five if you have to. You mm-hmm. trade back like we suggested. There are other moves we made. It, it, this class, outside of Zion Williamson and perhaps a John Rant who you already have mm-hmm. claimed not you shouldn't be interested as a Knicks fan. Yeah. I don't I don't know how good they're gonna be. Could you I'm gonna throw this out. Let's say you're at five. Yep. At three or four, you get a trade offer of swap swap picks this year mm-hmm. and then give up your own pick in 2021. You'd still have the Dallas pick in 2021, potentially, if it conveys to the um, Hawks, Hawks this, this year. year. 
would you pull that trigger on draft night to get one of those guys in the top four that you want? Wait, go up, but I'm giving up my pick. You so have for to, number you'd five. have to swap. So it'd be let's yeah. say three five swap like the yeah. Hawks Mavs. Okay. But you're giving up your own pick from twenty twenty one. So you'll have if after the trade is done, the number three pick that you traded for, right? Next year's first, and then next, and then the twenty twenty one Dallas first. I'd be tempted to. I mean, if I'm at three, am I getting Jarrett Culver or R.J. Barrett or Let, John Morant? Let's say Jarrett Culver. Let's say Zion, Ja, and uh, R.J. are off the board. Wow, I'm getting number three pick. <laughs> okay, you're right. Let's say RJ and Zion are off, off the, the board. board. So you're targeting, you're telling me Jarrett Culver over John Morant. Actually, I'm, you know what? I'm pe- in a similar boat. Because people want us to do this all the time. Yeah. Hopefully it gives me an order that I want. They're, okay, Knicks are at five here. Screw it. That won't work. The uh, Mavericks have their pick. <laughs> um, let's say RJ and Zion are off the board. That's let's fine. say you're trading up for a jaw. Or does it oh. matter if it's Jot three or RJ at three? Does that I think that matters. The decision at all? I think it absolutely does. How so? Because uh, you as a Knicks fan, I'm not not that you are one, but yeah. like you as a Knicks fan, we're saying the collective you. I should want to have RJ Barrett over John Rand. Mm-hmm. and if I think that Jarrett Culver gets taken four, locked in, guaranteed, so I'm going to get stuck with the short stick at the table. Mm-hmm. It might be worth it. The 2021 draft is just so far away. Yeah. And it is the juiciest draft class, mm-hmm. hypothetically. Because that could be the 18-year-old. That's year old. the 18-year-olds straight from high school. How about— I don't I don't touch it. How about this order? Because it. it worked out how I wanted to. Sure. So Mav pick is going to convey to the Hawks. They get that at 7. Yep. The Pelicans take Zion at 1. Mm-hmm. The Hawks then take RJ at 2. Yep. The Suns, interesting discussion then for them— would they trade back with the Knicks with Ja being on the board? No. Zero so let's chance. say Ja goes at three. Ja 100% goes at three. The Bulls then. Do the Bulls and Knicks then make a move for the Bulls to get some extra draft capital, yeah. but the Knicks would basically be trading up to get Jarrett Culver at four. I think the Bulls would listen. As a Bulls fan, I and can if, tell you I would and listen. And if you're the Knicks. I like Jarrett Culver, mm-hmm. but we have – what we hope in Zach Levine is our two for the next, you know, mm-hmm. six years or so. And if you're the Knicks, do you openly try to pursue that because you want one of those guys in the top four, even if it's a trading to four, to get the last remaining scrap of whoever's left? Jerry Culver's not scrap. No, I'm just that. saying, like, out of the guys <laughs> who are left in that four, like, yeah. it could play out anyway, except Zion goes number one. Duh. Right. Um, but, like, yeah, Jock if- could be there. Culver could be there. Just... Whoever is there, yes, is it still worth to trade up and give up extra picks? Just always going to depend on the price, but I, I don't know that. I think Jared Culver might be the guy I would pay a little bit of draft capital mm-hmm. for. I don't know that I would give up a twenty twenty one pick though. Mm-hmm. That that's sort of where I settle in on that one because you would have to because you can't give up the back to back. I give up a twenty twenty two pick. You could. That's on the table. They do have the. Let me see. I just had it pulled up. They do have their 2022 uh, pick. They do, but... And everyone has their 2023 picks. So. What's interesting about that, though, yeah. is... So let's say Dallas keeps their, their pick this year. Mm-hmm. Then the Dallas pick would not be the Knicks in 2021. Right. What then it would back. default to is in 2022, yep. they would get the Dallas pick, if not already settled, if Dallas conveyed first-round pick to Atlanta in yeah. 2020. Oh, no. God, the deals on this is so weird. So if the 
if the Dallas pick goes to the Hawks in 2020, yep. so next year's, then it's a 2022 pick for the um, yeah. Knicks. Makes sense. If not, it goes back to like a 2023. So like, so that if it doesn't convey this year everything. and it doesn't convey next year, then it goes. Yeah, of course, because you can't back to back it. That's, so that's fine. That's normal. It's so no, it's, it's just normal. so interesting. Like with all these like conveyances and like, yeah. oh, are we going to have that pick? Are we not going to have this? Pick? No, I think we're pretty pretty locked in on it uh, makes the Dallas. Lot, it makes the lottery a little bit more interesting. I think that this year we'll sort it if they uh, if they bounce it mm-hmm. and they they keep their pick this year. Next year, I don't expect Dallas to not be going for the playoffs. So I'm you saying. expect them to be in the playoffs? I expect them to be either in the 10 through 13 range, where mm-hmm. there's a very low percentage chance that they won't be in the top three, I think, it goes to next year. Then you got to decide whose pick is going to be worse, your pick or our pick. Yep. And that's the one you got either to. Either way. Either way. Well, this is where you guys come in. Camera's off. We went a little bit over it, and discussion was so good. I didn't get up to turn it back on. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in that comment section. Make sure to tell us, Nick fans, who you think the best fits are at every pick. And the thing I really want to know from you guys is, worst case scenario, you're at five. What the hell are you doing? Yep. Because I can't help but think trading back is one of the only options that you will be faced with if you get the fifth overall pick. Make sure to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com backslash most valid podcast. Remember every dollar that we raise now in 2019 goes towards our goal of getting a new studio. Sean would have been on the podcast if we had our own studio today. Um, Also the mock draft that we are recording next Saturday. If you are a $1 and up patron, so any patron from gold, silver, or bronze, you can see our spreadsheet, a snapshot of that, of our picks early this week before we record the podcast on Saturday. Make sure to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and um, iTunes. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ricky Widmer. Dave's at Dave underscore don't underscore tweet. And then Most Valuable Podcast is at Most Valuable Pod. want to thank you guys for watching on YouTube. want to thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.